again at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. I'm the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, most honest man in all of podcasting, and a lot of other silly monikers. Jackie Jones along with the man. I was, I was going to introduce you as intro for a second, but uh, no, you're a promoter of New England Fan Fest and Hall of Fame, which is coming up very soon, a couple weeks from now. Yes. Joseph Bruin. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Thank you, as always, for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. So, wow, uh, what are some of we got a lot of news to talk about about the upcoming in, uh, New England Fan Fest? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, the 28th and 29th of July this month, that's when it's taking place. It's all happening at the Crown Plaza Hotel. That's in Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, 801 Greenwich Avenue. And uh, just 10 minutes from the airport, if you're traveling from afar, uh, right off the highway, if you're local, um, plenty of parking, ATMs on site. Uh, they accept credit, they accept cash, whatever you need at the door, whatever's easier. Uh, general admission tickets are on sale in advance, but you could also get them at the door. We've been getting that question a lot. So um, if you want to hold off and just wait until the day of, that's fine. Um, you'll be able to purchase all of your tickets the day of the show as well. Uh, if not, you can purchase your tickets now, pre-order. Uh, just to kind of get that out of the way, if you're somebody who likes to be prepared. And that's at ImmortalSeats.com. So it's exclusively at ImmortalSeats.com. Um, the Hall of Fame ceremony kicks off the weekend, New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So that ceremony doors open at 6 p.m. on Friday night, the 28th. And uh, the ceremony, it starts uh, 7 p.m. It probably runs until about 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock. Uh, there will be a cash bar there. Um, some great local talent being inducted that evening, uh, as well as Mike McGurk and, and Barry Horowitz, Joel Gertner from ECW, uh, legendary photographer Steve Taylor, 
so a great mix of uh, talents from all different areas and different promotions and, uh, you know, different parts of the business. So it's going to be a great night to kick it off. And then uh, the following morning, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. right there at the same location, Crown Plaza Hotel, we have the uh, Fan Fest. Then we go in Fan Fest 8. We have the Big Red Machine Kane coming in, which is uh, bringing in a lot of attention. Um, ticket sales are going great for Kane. Uh, he's coming in via Immortal Seats, of course. Uh, Immortal Seats is also bringing in uh, Lisa Marie Varon, who we just announced cool. a couple days ago, uh, formerly known as Tara, formerly known as Victoria. So uh, she's really looking forward to it. Her first appearance at a New England Fan Fest. Oh, cool. And uh, we also have Candace Michelle coming from uh, Immortal Seats as well as uh, the former Nia Jax will be there. Lena will be there That's in really person. That's cool, too. I, as far as I know, she hasn't done a lot of uh, appearances anywhere. Yeah, it's it's a great mix. She doesn't do a lot. Um, I know she did one in the tri-state area, um, but she doesn't really do uh, much at all. So we got a good mix of talent coming in. And, uh, of course, some of the old-school legends like uh, Rockin' Robin, former WWF Women's Champion. She'll be there with Auction Andrew, as will the legendary and the feared Haku Oh, sweet. From WCW. Uh, so he will still be there as well. Um, unfortunately, we had a couple cancellations with uh, Scott Shipley, and uh, he represents Howell. Um, unfortunately, he had eye surgery recently uh, over the past few days, and uh, we first and foremost wish him the best of luck in his yeah, recovery. Um, you know, health comes first, obviously, but uh, because of that, he's unable to make the show, and unfortunately his talent as well so we're currently in the process of trying to salvage a couple of his guys he had a few guys coming to the show uh so we were able to keep on the blue meanie uh, so he will be there and uh brian r solomon of course uh, editor from the wwe uh, he will still be there as well and we're going to try to work on some others uh we also still have some some stars that we haven't announced yet so there'll probably be one or two more announcements uh coming your way as well um, Ink Tank autographs will be there with the Man Beast Rhino. Uh, Mr. Big presents uh, Angel Amoroso as well as Vanity, and uh, of course Doctor D, David Schultz. Yeah, that that's a wild one. So on my uh, horror movie show for a while, my co-host was um, Krista Robinson, uh, actress I met in L.A. And uh, not necessarily a big uh, wrestling fan, but because she, she would talk to me a lot, I'd tell her about wrestling. So she was watching Dark Side of the Ring, and she became a huge Dr. D fan and even wore the shirt on the show a couple of times. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll, he's actually going to be doing, uh, well, first and foremost, there's going to be Dr. D uh, t-shirts on sale for the first time. I guess they are debuting them at this convention, so that'll be cool. Um, but he's going to be doing slap photo ops uh, or slap video ops. So I, I'm... Not familiar with this, but it's a pretty cool concept. Certainly uh, very unique for any true wrestling fan. Um, a cool opportunity indeed. So Yeah. That, no, honestly, that's really – it's always fun when you can think out of the box and do something, you know, some kind of fun. You know, you think everything's done, but a slap a photo up with Dr. D is pretty wild. And that's like – that's really a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, that's probably not going to happen, you know, anywhere else. It is. And this is his first New England Fan Fest appearance, and – I mean, as far as I can remember, his first signing period in New England, um, specifically. So, yeah, he uh, wasn't involved in wrestling at all for a long time, as people know. I remember I saw him. I think it was like when his first appearance. This was still years ago, and he hasn't done a lot since then. 
yeah. it was a you know it was a big deal when he started doing interviews and and still he he doesn't spread himself uh, too thin. He still he just keeps it because uh, I think it keeps it special if he doesn't do too many. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll be a cool appearance uh, for sure. We're looking forward to having him and uh, Immortal Seats will also be bringing former uh, member of Kai and Tai Bunaki will be there, the number one SmackDown announcer. Uh, Bunaki's looking forward to meeting the fans. Uh, huge announcement yesterday, the Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, that's awesome. There. So this is his first New England appearance anywhere as far as the signing goes. Uh, Ultimo Dragon doesn't make many appearances. There it is. Very, very cool. So, yeah, he's uh, he's really looking forward to it, and he's good friends with Funaki. Um, so Funaki and Ultimo are actually going to be doing uh, dual photo ops as well. Kind of a unique opportunity there. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we have Candice Michelle. She's going to be doing dual photo ops with Victoria. They're close friends as well. So anybody that would like to meet them together. Uh, we have New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer Bull Montana. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, Cantu Promotions. They're going to be there with Buff the Stuff Bagwell from WCW, as well as uh, Chick Donovan uh, from oh, the Territories. Awesome. And he did some yeah. stuff with WWF, WCW. So... He's kind of been around, and another name that just you know is and never in the New of, England scene. He's actually kind of popped up again. I saw him year this on. A, um, I saw him wrestling, and even at then he was you know he was up there. But that was like twelve years ago, and he just popped up recently. I saw people sharing the video because he he was he did a match recently somewhere. Yeah, and so uh, and people talk. I, he popped up in some interviews lately, but he's a, a really cool guy, very fun. And uh, and just a, like a fun addition, I think to to the fan fest. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we also have Devon Dudley, one half of Team 3D, the Dudley Boys. He'll be there signing autographs. Uh, we have uh, making his first appearance at any convention is Bill Dunn, a former WWF ring announcer. Um, he was there for probably about fifteen years. He did Superstars of Wrestling for a long period of time. Did some matches at WrestleMania ten. I uh, was a big house show guy, and he was also heavily involved behind the scenes uh, with merchandising and stuff like that. So uh, Bill is really excited about coming out because, like I said, he's never done it. So he's going to be involved in his very first Q&A session. So oh, cool. he's got lots of stories that, you know, he left WWF early 97, and he's never been interviewed. So he doesn't, you know, it's not out there. Nobody knows his story. Yeah, say that. And that's going to be, uh, not only have you not heard them, it's probably stories, you know, a lot of people are, you know, from a different point of view. So uh, that's going to be unique. And uh, I remember back in the day, it was cool when you started seeing shoot interviews. But, you know, over time, we've seen uh, from just about everybody. So when you can uh, find one from someone new, that's really exciting. Exactly. And speaking of someone new, a uh, legendary photographer with the WWE, uh, Steve Taylor, he started in 1983-84 and was there straight through until 2005. Uh, moved his way up the ranks in uh, in the offices, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so Steve Taylor will be a super ticket guest. It's his very first convention as well. Um, he's also a part of a Q&A session as well. So he's, I'm sure, got tons of, you know, behind the scenes stories as well. So really looking forward to that. Um we also have Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, a regular my favorite. Yeah. at the New England scene. Um, other super ticket guests include Jack Corpella, Jack's Got Your Back, former WWE announcer, uh, making his first convention appearance. Uh, of course, Barry Horowitz, Horowitz wins. Uh, Barry will be inducted into the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame the night prior. 
Um, the legendary Mike McGirt, first female ring announcer with the WWF. Uh, she, too, will be inducted the night prior. So uh, they've got a lot planned for Mike McGurk. Mike and Barry will also be participating in a Q&A session as well. Oh, cool. Um, keep in mind, um, you know, fans that maybe don't want to collect autographs or photo ops, they just want to come check it out, see what's going on, get to kind of shake some hands, stuff like that. There are Q&A sessions all day. So there'll be Q&As in the Q&A room from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Uh, if you have a ticket to get into the convention, even just a general admission ticket, you can watch all the Q&As Q for free. So uh, there is no cost. So, um, you know, just another opportunity for fans that maybe aren't big into collecting autographs. Yeah, yeah if you thing. think maybe you're going to have to spend a whole bunch of money to get the, all these autographs and stuff, like you said, you can do that. Go check out what people are selling. There's cool vendors. So there's a lot of stuff to do throughout the day. Exactly. And then for the people that do collect, we have uh, a collector's poster, limited edition. It's 11 by 17, real nice, kind of a retro feel to it. Uh, it's going to have everybody pictured on it that's appearing at the Fan Fest. Uh, the collector's posters are only 10 bucks, and you can kind of you know, take it around and, and try to get who you want on there. That's um, always fun to have, you know, it depending, you know, you obviously if you have something specific for people, but if you have everyone on one thing, I always think that's a, that's a really cool uh, something that you can, you know, remember. Absolutely, all in one place for sure. Uh, makes it a very cool collectible. Um, from the original ECW, we have Don DC Drake. Uh, he will be inducted the night prior, and of course, we'll be signing autographs at the Fan Fest. Uh, we have Kayla Sparks, who is an up and coming um, independent women's wrestler. She's done some stuff on AEW uh, television, and uh, she's been an extra for the WWE. So she's kind of moving up the ranks. Um, she will be there as well as a super ticket guest. Um, also Duke, the dumpster Drosy will be there. I'm Ahmed Johnson will be there. Nice. The pro river powerhouse. So some of your favorite stars from the, uh, the new generation era will be represented. Uh, Joel Gertner from ECW and he'll also be inducted the night prior. Um, and then of course we also have, uh, Charlie Min from WWF. He was an announcer. That, yeah. Short period of time, 94, 95 action zone, uh, live event updates, and uh, this is his very first convention appearance, so very cool to have Charlie Min there. He'll also be a part of his own Q&A session, uh, so he'll have uh, time to tell his story as well. Um, but you can get all the tickets at ImmortalSeats.com in advance. Like I said, tickets at the door as well. And uh, we're just looking forward to having all the fans come out um, from not only New England but surrounding areas. You know, this is the final New England Fan Fest. and. Oh, yes. uh, it is, yeah. This is it. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry, I did not know that. But so you know, we want to uh, we want to go out and, and really uh, just enjoy it, have a good time, yeah. and and see faces we haven't seen in a long time. You know, I've already heard from a lot of different people that are planning on attending. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be special for sure. Yeah, and uh, a lot a lot of those names, um, you know, like you said, making their first appearance at a convention. And I think the 94 era is an era that doesn't, um, pe you know, people always talk about the Attitude Era and uh, different era, but that's an era that kind of, that you don't hear a lot about. And there was a lot of fun stuff in that era. And there was uh, a lot of characters that came and go, like Charlie Min, you're saying. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool to hear stories from them from an era that hasn't been talked about, you know, over and over and over. Absolutely. And as a fan, 1994 was actually... One of my favorite years, um, SummerSlam 94, you know, I'd put up that pay-per-view up against, you know, several pay-per-views. I mean, Brett Owen in the cage was just a, a true classic and, you know, Razor and Diesel. And uh, there were so many 
great moments at that that pay-per-view and throughout that year. So 94, definitely uh, underrated. Yeah, I was at the Royal Rumble that year. Oh, yeah, um, that's yeah. a Providence Civic Center. Yeah. That's another the one. The only Royal Rumble's at, but it was a, that was a really cool experience. You can see me a little bit uh, behind uh, Ted DiBiase doing commentary, but it was cool, and I always think that I was part of the reason uh, Bret Hart went on to become champion and not Lex Luger because we all started uh, cheering <laughs> Bret Hart. And uh, also what led to probably Kevin Nash getting uh, and Diesel getting the big push because everyone went crazy for him. And Yeah, he it, eliminated a lot of people. Yeah, and the uh, – and watching at home, or if you watch it now out of context, Undertaker rising up, like maybe it's like, oh, it's kind of hokey. But in the arena, it was a really cool experience. I've heard different rumors about uh, who portrayed that, you know, Undertaker that rose to the sky. Was it Marty Jannetty? <laughs> I, I doubt it, but who knows? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, A lot of people have I said think that. He, Marty Jannetty maybe, uh, maybe started that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. But he's a fun character too, Marty Jannetty. Absolutely, who I is, met yeah. at a at a at a New England fan fest. Always a pleasure. He's been at a couple of them. Yep. Yeah. And uh, definitely make it for both shows if you can, because the Hall of Fame is a great time. Um, you get to see a lot of people. So people that people know, everyone will know Joel Gertner, but you also get to see a lot of local people that maybe you don't know when you go there, but you get to hear their story, and uh, that's always a, uh, you know, it's nice to hear people talking from their heart and their experiences in the wrestling business. Absolutely. It's a special night. My favorite night of the entire year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a soft spot for me. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. The new England pro wrestling hall of fame will continue. Uh, there's going to be a ceremony every three to five years. Okay. That is the game plan. Um, it's just the, the fan fest on a grand stage. Um, this will be, this will be the final one. So. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but, I hope people come out and uh, have a great time. And, you know, this will be one for everyone to remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Neil. And, of course. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, or I should say Jackie Jones. That's fine. <laughs> I but, used to uh, yeah. really keep them separate, but everyone knows at this point. But Right. <laughs> but, yeah, come on out, 28th, 29th of this month. We're really looking forward to it. Mortalseats.com for tickets. And, again, you can get tickets at the door, bring the kids, bring the family. It's a family show. We'll actually have some cosplayers there as well. And uh, there's something for everybody. We have a couple dozen merchandise vendors, uh, a couple podcasts, and like I said, Q&As all day. So it's just a lot of fun for everybody involved. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, I'll be there, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. Looking forward to it. Thanks again. Thank you. I'll talk Bye. to you soon. Yes. Bye. All right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they said you look like Vincent D'Onofrio. I agree. And that's a compliment. The kingpin, man. All right, so I'm wearing a living legend shirt. I actually didn't know what this was when I first saw it. I got it in my wrestling crate a little while ago. I was like, whoa, what the hell did they send me? They sent me a uh, Pink Floyd shirt. That's cool. I like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon here. And then, oh, down here, Seven Star FTR. So that's still cool. I, I bet if I wore this around, most people would be like, oh, that guy really likes, uh, likes Pink Floyd. But who doesn't, really? Besides, you know, goofs. So a lot of stuff coming up for me. Uh, Fan Fest next week. That's going to be a great time. I'll be going to L.A. at the end of August. So I'll probably have to take a week, possibly two weeks off the show. I'll be doing my next uh, feature film, Psycho Ape 2. And um, 
and then I might uh, f go to Virginia from there for um, one of the final uh, uh, showings of my film. Vance Dementia! Nice shirt. Thank you, Vance. So, I'm flying solo here tonight. So, this is what we're going to do, guys. Because I did a Jackie Jones show Saturday and I reviewed in depth. In depth of AEW Collision. So, I already talked about all the wrestling I've seen. And if you missed that show, go over right here to the YouTube page. Subscribe and become a member. It starts at only three bucks, and I'm, I hate to always, you know, harp on this, but this show costs a lot of money, as I am sure the Fan Fest does, and unfortunately, eight years in, well, eight uh, events in, and it's ending, and un that's unfortunate, but we want In Your Head to continue, and it does cost a lot to run all of this, and, uh, the, you know, things get more expensive as the years goes on, so... I'm not going to try to go over this every minute, but just real quick, if you guys would like to help out and become a member or help pay for all this stuff, definitely not getting rich, but uh, be nice to uh, at least get enough to cover the expenses. You will get a shout out on the show. You get the archives of the Jackie Jones show for the $5 uh, tier. You get unedited, remastered, original episodes of In Your Head. They uh, add every week at least one, sometimes uh, two or three. And then uh, $10, you can become a producer, and you get a producer credit, and that really helps out the show. All right, so uh, the, the weeks that I'll be away, I'll, uh, I'll uh, make sure to be adding a lot of the uh, old content to add while I'm away. And if I have time, maybe I'll pop on and do some little fun shows for you guys. But So big shout-out to Headyverse members, Craig Jolly! Stephen Bootler, Raider Dre, Travis Sandow, and our Hall of Famer Stephen Simmons, Simply Ravishing, Mikey B, Vic Schiavone, Brian Matthew Clutter, Daddy Dadpool on YouTube, Double Guns, and the Geek Getaway, and of course our producers. Special shout-out, special thanks to El Santos World and the one and only Bruce. So uh, the first, I believe, 11 episodes are up right now, including the J.J. Dillon interview. A really famous show at the time, the No Show Show. Um, our first interview ever, and that's C.W. Anderson and R.D. Reynolds from WrestleCrap, which I'm the one who told them uh, what to talk about. Where is the boss baby? He's, uh, he's, he's take, he took the week off to, uh, do a, um, WV marathon. So he's doing, he's just doo -doo in his pants for a whole week. It's a big time. No, he's, uh, out in, uh, Chi Town. Not Chi Town. He's out in Ohio. Oh, oh, Ohio. So what we're going to do, I'm going to send out the link early. So if you guys would like to, to uh, come on in, talk about the wrestling. And then I'm going to take a real short break. After I post this out, take a I'm going to play a classic song from In Your Head. And uh, boom. So if you guys would like to uh, video in, here it is. And if not, when I come back, 
I'm going to answer the questions from the Hediverse. So if you'd like to send in questions, join the Facebook group or email me, iydressing at gmail.com. Video in and talk the wrestling. It'll be a good time, folks. Do it up. All right. So while we do that, we're going to just go to a real quick break. I'm not, uh, intro is not here, but here's a classic tune. This one is going out to Bruce. This is especially for you. some classic tunage right there <laughs> did you hear it i played especially for you bruce yeah see it's on my tv oh excellent 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 yeah. i know you're a big fan of the jackie jones song and that was also uh that's the in your head uh song that i did i appreciate intro songs and so, yeah yeah a, great vocals yeah. great a lyricist took me a long time to, to write all those lyrics uh, I liked all the spinning heads and yeah. 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 There's a, there's an alternate version of that video where I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I'll play that for you at some point. Uh, Tyler says, I'll die before I give up in your head. That is what we like to hear. Yeah. Sacrifice in your head life. for life. Boom. All right, what's on your mind, Mr. Ghost? <laughs> uh, not much. I, yeah, I've been trying to keep up with like, yeah, Raw and SmackDown and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't watch that. But I heard, to be fair, that um, SmackDown did, a, and I'm not a big ratings guy. I don't really care. But it did like this crazy ratings for. Uh, well, the whole show, but especially for the the um, segment with the bloodline when they did like the court. Mm. So when people want to say, 
that uh, these talking segments, people just want to see nonstop wrestling, isn't true. Because historically, if they give these kind of segments, do really well, and, and that did very well. So I saw so just just a point. Someone I saw put on Facebook. They're like, WWE gives you this this uh, you know drama, and AEW gives you the great wrestling. I don't think either one's bad. I know I don't think the idea of having great wrestling is bad, obviously, and I don't think the idea of having great drama is bad either. Uh, I actually want both. I I I like I can be entertained by many different things in wrestling. It's part of the reason why I like wrestling. I love the a great match, a compelling match, in ring match. That's great. I like yeah. the the storytelling. I like some of the goofy off the wall comedy and. And, and dumbass stuff in wrestling. I like that. I like I like to see guys fly. The small guys. I like seeing them flying around. I enjoy that. And once in a while, I like seeing the bloodbath. So, I like a nice variety in my wrestling. Yeah, and if like a story's done well, it, you yeah, know. and like we're blessed with like like WWE actually sticking to a storyline for because right. for for years. For a few years there, they could not do it to save their life. You know. Yeah, I I really don't follow WWE because I don't like the show overall. But I follow the Bloodline stuff because honestly, that's the best story in wrestling right now. And then I watch the pay per views. But outside the pay per views, that's the thing that that I do watch is the Bloodline stuff. And so I can be an AEW fan and say I do like the in ring wrestling there better. But that doesn't mean I hate um, a compelling storyline. I think that's you know crazy. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can like a mixture of, of different things. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to open this. Ooh, bang. Cit- Citrus Twist. That's way better than that shit I drank earlier. <laughs> that um, sucked. The um, I watched your Mountain Dew video, too. Yeah, the day off. that's a compelling. That is the compelling content you will get if every once in a while I'm gonna go live, and boom, you're gonna get something like that. Mm-hmm. Me drinking Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. so we're gonna go to these questions. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's get to these questions. Let me find the question. For some reason, they also went to Messenger. So if you're part of the group and you're wondering why you got a message, hell if I know, but uh, decided to uh, send you a message. Before we get to that, though, uh, Brian Jones, the uh, he is like the Val Venus mark of the Hediverse. This guy's in love with Val Venus. And Val Venus even went over the line for Brian Jones. Now, Brian Jones is with him 100% and everything else. He thinks there should be no government. There should be no public schooling. Um, you know, no health care, no free health care. No, not nothing. You know, uh, uh, he's just, he's right with Val Venus on everything. You should yell at trans people, all this stuff. But Val Venus, he's, he's going out there and there's some video, some woman on a plane, I don't know, and she's got like a necklace or a shadow here. And so instead of thinking, oh, it's a shadow or a necklace, Val Venus goes right to, that is clearly where her human mask is coming off because she's a reptile. Hmm. 
And I was like, what in the hell's wrong with this guy? I know he's smoking, you know, smoking the wacky tobacco, but I've done some of that myself. I've done some edibles, and I've never thought that, that people are actual reptiles. I don't know. You know, like, bodybuilders have never been accused of being the smartest people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they get by on their like their looks. Like. So he's even losing his yeah. number one fan. Brian, even Brian Jones was like, "I don't know about this one." I did not know that. So he's getting really political, but now the alien QAnon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is really rising. Where I shouldn't even say it on his show because that's probably weird. a lot of our listeners that were like, "What in the hell is Jackie Jones all woke? He don't believe in reptiles." I like reptiles. He's been taken over. Earlier, they were saying they missed the the fat Jackie Jones, and they'd be like, "That guy died, and he's been replaced by a reptile." This isn't even look. We can rip his mask off. Holy shit. I saw V. People saw the show V back in the 70s, and now they think it's reality. Let's see here. Oh, I don't know what this means. Oh, here we go. Mighty Lexar just got back from the script club on a rare Tuesday night and had one of the greatest yet shortest lap dances. He says that every lap dance. Either they outdo themselves every lap dance, or Lexar's, you know, every time he's, you know, jizzes in his pants, he forgets all former lap dances, and that's all in his mind, is that was the greatest time I jizzed in my pants ever. Allegedly. Allegedly. So what, what does that mean was a short stripper? It's possible. A short lap dance. So was it a sh was it the physically short, or it didn't last very long? Or as Dan says, maybe he just ejaculated quickly. Ah, uh, straight to the. V point was there. a good show. There's lots of good shows, but I don't think they're all real. What was that one in the like the early '90s, late '80s, like Alien? Where well, they Alien... did. They redid it. V too at another point in time. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Alien Nation's a good show. Yeah, that one, that one. I remember that one and that one. Good movie. Movie's better, probably. Ooh, like Jerry Seinfeld there. Richard Fonsinka. That's not Brian Jones. That's Mantar under a mask. Uh oh, we've got we've got another reptile on the line. We got Vic Schiavone. <laughs> I'm gonna call Val Venus. You know, I loved that show in the 80s, but I can't believe anybody would take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I don't, people, but look, it, it's fun. It was always fun to read the Weekly World News and be like Batboy and stuff. But now, like, people, like, they can't just have fun with it. They have to really believe all this craziness. Yeah, they should try to find it and then, like, yeah. Yeah, if 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 they're real, you could go over and rip the mask off then at some point. They're too scared. I was going to say another word, but I'm holding back. Tyler's saying uh, that um, Lexar's mommy's got to get the slipper. I thought Lexar was saving his money. That's why he didn't go to SmackDown. 
Then he went and blew it all on the lap dance. Well, two two hundred and forty five bucks to sit in the rafters. That show was not. Worth yeah, that's that. crazy. That is a lot of money. <sighs> I didn't pay nearly that much. I got, uh, I got dynamite tickets. Very excited because not only is it dynamite, it's a good time. First time at the uh, the Boston, the former Boston Garden, the TDK Arena, whatever. But also, it's going to be blood and guts. Good times. Apparently, now if this is true or not, I, it's possibly it's not true. But the rumor is Punk had volunteered to take the place of of Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. And oh, Kenny Omega was good with that. Uh, Moxie was good with that. Apparently everyone's good with that, except for the Bucks. If this is all true, and it's not just uh, it's not just someone something someone made up or part of a big giant elaborate work, that's just pathetic. Uh, I mean, you got to be a man and put this stuff behind you. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Macho. I mean, be an adult. I'll say be an adult. Put this stuff behind you and do what's best for business, for the company you work for, for the company that pays you, for all the fans that are watching. You don't think the fans would want to see CM Punk in the match? Of course they would. And if you're not going to put that aside, you're a detriment to the company. Then you should hit the bricks. Send them packing. I agree. And I'm not I'm not going to say I hate the Bucks. They've entertained me at times. And I know they have their fans and stuff, but you have to you have to be a grown up at some point. You can't just do whatever, especially when the other side's willing to work with you. No argument for me. <laughs> Colleen, when the TLC and the History Channel started being more entertainment than actual educational program, the IQ of the nation went down to. It's weird. Like I'm fine with those kind of things. Like they're, uh, I can enjoy that. It's just weird when people really start uh, buying into like some real whacked out stuff. Uh, Mike B. Alienation was a good uh, movie and TV show. Yeah, I, th I just remember the movie being better, but I don't know. I, it's been a while since I watched the show. I always thought the guy, the main human guy in that show, just looked. Even freakier than the alien. Something about his face. Man, hope he's not watching. Yeah, he's going to cry. <laughs> Captain Murphy, young bucks are cool and awesome, but they suck. I can I can get behind that. I, I, I like them as characters, on the, especially as heels. I think they work better as heels because they play off like that kind of a douchey vibe. And when they dress like, uh, and you're like, what in the hell is going on? And uh, the, and they honestly, it's some of the best tag matches I've seen in modern times. Uh, they've been part of, but this idea that they won't, won't don't even want to be in the same building as the other guy—that's just, just pathetic. All right, let's see here, Jonathan Jackson, also known as Jonathan Jackson, wants to know. Why are Dobbs and Tazo so obsessed with the satanic sex elite? I think that's a question for them, not us. How the hell do we know? 
Alexa, The Undertaker saved his wife, Michelle McCool, from an apparent shark attack. I don't know if that's true. I know he went out, like, walking in the water towards a shark, but I don't know if the shark... I assume if the shark was apparently going to eat Michelle McCool, I doubt Undertaker just stopped it. Like, he just shot a lightning bolt at it or something. Do you think does he play the dong when he's just on the beach? Like he just walks on the beach in his flip flops and hear That'd be pretty cool. I would scare the shark away. Yeah. Bruce, you're a big fan of the Undertaker's dong. Yeah, I I was thinking of something else when you said that and I was like distracted. I'm uh, sorry, Michelle McCool out there. We don't want to talk about your husband's dong. I meant his music. Alexa, this Saturday night, AEW and Impact Wrestling is going to compete with each other as Impact has their anniversary pay-per-view, Slammiversary, and AEW's collision in Battle for the Belts. Which one will you be watching? Do you really have to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, Renee Paquette said that she moved to L.A. without a work visa and green card with hopes of becoming an actress at age 19. Your thoughts on the move? Good for her. I don't know. She's done well for herself. Where's she from? Was she Canadian? I don't even know that. Um, Lexa, last night was the re- season premiere of A&E documentary series of The Secrets of Playboy. Are you intrigued? Nope. The Secrets of Playboy or Boobs and Butts. The secret to Playboy is guys wanted to see naked women. It wasn't like a stroke of genius. Like, I wonder what guys would like to see. Do you think they'd like to see naked women? I don't know. That's crazy talk, Hugh Hefner. I've worked with a couple of guys, like older guys, like in restaurants that were like, oh, man, the Playboy Club. Like, there used to be Playboy Clubs, I guess. Right. right. Where they used to have the funny ears and Mm -hmm. tails and stuff and, like, serve men drinks. Like, patting the girls on the butt. Hey, honey. Booty time. Colleen says, I thought it was for the interesting articles. Well, that's what happens. See, the internet now. People think the internet, you can go there and, and, uh, you know, be like Bruce and Google all these, you know, dirty, disgusting, you know, stuff that you would never even imagine in the Playboy. You're like, whoa, yeah. But it's really what the fall down of the Playboy magazine is. Now you can just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go look up the articles online. Uh, Travis Sandal, please say Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger? He's still alive? Hey, Jack, can I watch your movie? You do. Oh, I didn't direct that. I produced it. But, um, um, it's going to be playing. I, I don't think I'm supposed to say where it's playing it, but it, by, but uh, actually August I'm film, uh, we're finishing up, uh, the specials for the Blu-ray. So hopefully 
It will have a physical release this fall. And then I'll also be filming my next movie, Psycho Ape 2, when I'm out there. What do you think of the blue cane? I didn't even know there was a blue cane. I saw a picture of that. I don't even know what it is. Here we go. I prefer guys and fries to bobs and butts. Booyah! Hell yeah! Lexar's getting all horned up again. He just got back from the strip club. Then he hears guys and fries. And he just thought, man, I'm worn out. And then boom! I, I, <laughs> you hate, why do you hate fries? I like fries. I just love, prefer boobs and butts with fries. Man, well, that don't, that don't even sound, that's not, that doesn't even roll off the tongue. It's delicious. That's like way, that's like too much. Yeah, uh, a lot of smells going on there. To me. So how are you doing, Lexar? Did you change your undies since, uh, since you were at the strip club? I changed my pants. Not your underwear? No, Man, so they're all crusty and what? What? Is, that's not your underwear, is it? We don't want to see that. No, it's, not it's your what? Where's the jizz? My PJs, <laughs> my pajamas. Oh, pajamas. All right. UPO. Oh, it's a Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett. <laughs> Boom. I need to do an updated version. Yeah, pretty rocking. Pretty, pretty rocking. Colleen's all excited now. Look at that. See, she's into it. How about baked boobs and bacon? It's got, it's got to roll off the tongue. I like I like alliteration. Uh, AJ Rita, sorry it's late. I was watching Rush Hour three. It's very topical. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Chan. <clears throat> Jackie Chan, Jack, Jackie Chan, yeah. I'm gonna write him a theme song. I actually think I have one of those little kids books where it's like. The Life of Jackie Chan, but it's like 32 pages and all like pictures. I think it's in my cupboard. Is there a jizz on on your camera? Yeah, Look, it's all like that. smeared or something. No. It's like fish eye. Oh, I think it's just like... You have like some kind of filter on it, I think. Yeah, I think so. That's why. It's for recording the ladies, so it looks like classier. Yeah, 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 like a, like an old silent film when the when the woman would come on screen. Would, yeah, they'd like fade. They'd have the yeah, the fade like yeah. yeah. So they take all the wrinkles out of her, or whatever. Exactly. Makes you look angelic. Thank you. Which yeah, Just which like I, I have I'm a halo. Not. Right. When when I think angels, I think Lexar. Mm-hmm. 
Randy Savage is like when you have a beer at the bar and find out it's higher ABV than it tastes. I have some Macho Man stuff, but he's behind this curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind this curtain. Oh, yeah, Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, dig it, dig it, yeah. I didn't ever know. He said, oh, yeah, right on there. Looks just like Macho Man. Cabbage if he was, if he was a short, fat cartoon. I know this girl who I worked with, like, just like a year Biblically? ago. Biblically? Oh. She, no, she, yeah, no. Like, she looked just like Miss Elizabeth. Oh, wow. It was crazy. I was like, I kept trying to think of it, and she looks like her. If, But she has, like, the 2009, like, like Avril Lavigne kind of hair. But if she did it up, she would look just like her. Damn. And I wanted to fuck her so bad. Whoa! <laughs> you wanted to take her to the bolt shop. Yeah, I wanted and to ask her, her to shoulder. take There you go. Ooh, yeah. Your hands are off the Yeah, I'd lock her in a room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be doing something else, but she'd be in there. I, I, She'd be cool. What is Lexar doing? Is he looking at his peen? Not just like moving some type of. Uh, <sighs> I just got tired. And I just moved <laughs> my socks around. You got tired moving your socks. Uh-huh. You know, I just uh, I just came from like a strip club, and then before that, I went to like shopping. My aunt's gonna be here in three days. Celebrate my birthday <laughs> next week. Okay. Well, happy so, birthday, Lexar. Next week we're we're gonna if uh, Vic if you heard that you gotta get the bear out of retirement. Bear, the happy birthday bear boy. Oh, oh Vic Shimoni. Yes. What do you want for your birthday? Did you tell your uh, your aunt? You're like, hey, Auntie Lexar, bring me a yeah, hot I chica. I just want one thousand dollars, so I feel like what the hell. Like- I want to like shop for clothes, and uh, and go to wrestling events, indie shows, and WWE, and pop, and of course strip clubs. Is that what you asked her? Is your aunt loaded? She looks like it. Is she gonna come through? Is she gonna give out you give you a grand? You think? I don't think so, but. I hope it's uh, about it's a decent amount. All right. Did you tell her you were going to use it for the strip club? I didn't. I keep all my strip club uh, <laughs> a secret. I don't believe you. Except, yeah, no one listens to this, so they ain't going to know. But what would you do if you came home one day and your mom was just watching uh, in your head? Is in your head a public group on Facebook? <laughs> My yeah. mom didn't know about the in your head, but it's because of interest laugh. She's like, yeah, she she's got she's yeah she's got it a hot she got the hot. I think that's where interest right now. He's off seeing your mom. Uh, she has to. Uh, he has to go from uh, West Virginia to Jersey. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not... People travel. It's not possible to go to another state. What would you do if you walked in and you caught, you know, uh, you, ha- you caught the power goat, you know, giving your mom the, uh, so, the old in and out? Yeah. The old whoop, 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 whoop. You know, I actually feel proud for her because she never had a boyfriend uh, since, like, you know, yeah, my, back in the day. Yeah, my dad. dad and Intro would be a good dad. Yes. Good stuff. Take cool you to wrestling that. events. Mm-hmm. Take you out shooting. Mm-hmm. I'll be working on the railroad. He still works <laughs> for the railroad <laughs> company. Come out the rig, exactly. Like, clean your ass when you WB. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in general, anyone's. I'm not saying. That. Yeah, right, right. That's a good. I don't know. They just leave it there. Or... It's a very dad thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Teach you how to change your underwear. Keep your noses clean. Exactly. Uh, he's going to Lexar's. No, he's not going to Lexar's aunt. I won't Lexar my aunt. No. I might if she's loaded. Boom! Sugar mama for Jackie Jones. Yeah, if you won that $17,000 at Jackpot, you probably would. No, I'd go for a young damsel. No. Uh, Let's see here. Where were we? Lexa wants to know. Oh, wow. What do you think about this? Captain Murphy says, Lexar looks like a guy who can't grow a good mustache, so he cuts it, but it looks like he could have a stash of the ages. I grew a beard once when I was a teen, and like uh, all the girls from the church community I was uh, in uh, at the time said I looked terrible with the beard. Whoa! Damn. And then uh, then I looked myself in the mirror, and I said, they're kind of right. So I just shaved it off. Yeah, but that was but what? That was like uh, you were in high school. That was like what a month and a half ago. Now you're 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 a man of age now. You're like what? Like nineteen ago. now? No, forty. I'm you're forty. Yeah, I'm gonna turn forty. Damn, I thought you were like a teen. Yeah. No. No. So you're forty now. Tall. It's time grow a big ass beard. All the girls love beards now. You go to the mall, you see all these hill, like you look like hillbillies or bikers. They got these big ass beards down here. So you gotta grow a big ass beard. You'll get all the women. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Colleen say nah, He's better clean shaven. Let's see there. See what do I know? Most women disagree with the large beard. Now, a lot of women like the big beard Some now. It is, like, it is a, you know, deal. Or maybe it's just like, uh, if it's short, it's like, uh, it's like uh, cactus prickles. Like, mm. you know, when you go for a hug or kiss and you like... It's like a French tickler. Like, yeah, but French tickler was like real ashy. You could like feel the scratches of the beard. Just like a thousand really long nose hairs mm-hmm. on your face. Colleen says, I hate the beard face. I like hairy guys, but clean the face off. So, oh, yeah. I got hairy legs if she likes hairy legs. There you go. 
Uh, let's see here. He got me beat. I'll be 39 this year, young Colleen. I'm turning like 78 in February. Holy shit. Wow. Not of this year. Oh. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know, many years down. But I will at some point. Uh, Bruce Pritchard revealed that Vince McMahon and the WWE were going through the process of purchasing Playboy despite of them going PG. Bruce said that Vince had meeting with Hugh Hefner about a potential sell, but a deal didn't go through. Are you intrigued if a sell were to happen? What, well, this had to be years ago. It so, does uh, yeah, I, I kind um probably wouldn't have been a good investment because magazines are you know really dead. I can't imagine you would have made much. Uh, the only thing you could possibly make money on is just the uh, the brand itself, Playboy. You could probably do something with that, but I don't think like uh, the magazines or anything. WWE is not a good like. Handle yeah, anything brands. they've ever done outside of wrestling has always been like a big bust. Trash. Uh, the um. XFL twice, the uh, the bodybuilding. They tried to promote boxing back in the eighties. It's just like they're uh, trying to. They approach it like they're just trying to sell T-shirts. Like everything's all about just selling T-shirts. Like the movies, I don't get because they used to really push the movies, and then they. It's like they still make them, but they never ever talk about them. If they do, it's almost like a joke just to make fun of the Miz. They made Miz it. a joke for being in their own movies. It's a very bizarre, uh, bizarre take. It's like they they tell their own audience that their movies are, are yeah. like a joke. Yeah. Has Jack ever been clean shaven? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. I'll find a picture. Let me find a picture. I mean, I was clean shaven when I was eight. I've never manscaped, though, if anyone was wondering. Did you have hair back then? What, when I was eight? Yeah. Yeah. I had had really long hair up until not that long ago. Man, like, you know how, like, in the shower you, like, kind of zone out sometimes? I do. So I was, like, shaving. I was manscaping, and I, I realized that I'd shaved all of my pubes off. Damn. It's like, damn it. Shouldn't shouldn't have been like daydreaming. Damn it. No more pubes. Now you, your you, your ball sack looks like Lexar's face. <laughs> it will never look like Lexar's face. Take that back. <laughs> Lexar's like, my face will he never look like, like his me. ball sack. Are you saying my face look ugly? No, I'm no, 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 blood? not at all, not at all. That's not what I meant. I meant that he said he he, he shaved his ball sack clean, so I meant his face was as clean oh, shaven as you. I was not. I would never call you ugly. Like he's that. saying something about ball sacks in my face and stuff. Here we go. Here's me clean shaven over here. I mean, it's a long time ago. With my mom, my grandma, and my brother. Your brother looks like that uh, 
he looks like uh, that uh, wrestling uh, photographer. Um, I forgot his name. He used to be in a. He he used to take photos for the Wrestling Observer. Well, no, pro wrestling Dave industry. Meltzer? No, no, not Dave Meltzer. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, but you take photos for pro wrestling illustrated. Um, the guy we've had on the show, that Bill Apter. Yeah, yeah him. He looked like Bill Apter. Really? Hmm. I don't know about that. I'm trying. I'll try to find. It. I, I know I've been shaving more recent than that. We have that alternate picture that I made. That one's clean shaven. That's pretty hot. <laughs> I thought I'll I might say, get I'll banned, say, but then you said it's hot, so I was like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna save. I'm just gonna save it to use later. If you catch my drift. I I came up with the name Barbara Butterscotches. Yes. I like it. I would use that name. If I like bad Barbara but, Butterscotches. Bad like, like, I found I was, one. It's not completely clean shaven. I have a little bit of stubble here, but I was trying to find it because most of those clean shaven ones is like, you know, like 20 years ago or something. Um, the hell? Come on, man. You have has uh, have you ever gone the other way there, uh, Bruce? Have you ever had a beard or Vic? You ever have a big beard? Never had a beard. Had a mustache. I can see that. Oh wow! But I actually had a. <laughs> Whoa! You look like convicted felon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying don't a, do that? <laughs> trying to be a badass there. In a pink sweater. Exactly. In fact, in fact, the uh, from Facebook, the the line is: Is it possible to look badass in a pink hoodie? Clearly, I've proven yes. Mm -hmm. I forgot. There's another pink uh, item. So you, so you never had a beard? Were you saying, Bruce? I'm sorry. Well, I I did. Yeah, like I had a girlfriend, and she liked guys with shaved heads and. Beard, so I grew a beard down to like here. It was pretty epic. My niece was like, "Yeah, I saw you one day, and you had this awesome beard." And then that gave me, because my niece said it was awesome, I grew it longer. I, well, I, well, next week I want you to grow your beard back. Can you grow? How long did it take you to grow? Yeah, I could. I could get a beard. Really? I'll, I'll right. do like a chin beard. I'll do like ZZ do Top face. next week. It'll take a long time. The mustache is due. For years, I always shaved the mustache off. I just had the beard. I'd do like, I'd shave like onto my jaw and I'd just have like, I don't know, it's weird. I'll show you. I've been kind of mean to you. You've been mean to me. I'm fucking pound that ass. <laughs> Jack doing a hard time. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, better read the signs, obey law and order, being served hard times. 
Alright. Let's get to these back to these questions. Alexa wants to know. There's going to be a movie about Barney the Dinosaur that is going to be created for kids and adults, as well as a reboot of the classic kiddie show Barney and Friends for next year. Are you intrigued? No. Nope. I hate that show. I've never watched it. Seems, it. it seems they do like movies for based off our childhood. They make a Barney movie, a Winnie the Pooh movie. They well, the Winnie the Pooh was, was a horror movie. Yeah, but they're making a Barbie movie. I hear you're going to watch that, Jack. With Annabelle. No, I actually do not. I think that Barbie movie looks like the worst film ever made, but I agreed to go see it because Annabelle thought it'd be funny if we go to see it and we wear pink for the review. So I will do it for that, but other than that, it looks horrendous. <laughs> John Cena's in it. In the Barbie movie? Yep. Doesn't make me. Are you pumped for Barbie? I hope his jorts no. fall down and he doesn't have a penis like Ken. <laughs> Just like a bump. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, That'd be hilarious. I'm going to put on all pink lights here. There, I got my Barbie lights on. Let you should have this. like pink and purple lights just for the Barney uh, dinosaur movie. Uh, I used to babysit when Barney was big when I was younger and mm-hmm. there's this this one called Camp Wanna Run Around. And it's about like hyperactive kids. I'm like, oh my god. I went to the other room. <laughs> That's pink and purple. I don't know. I look kind of creepy here. You just like the theme song. Please. What is the theme song to what? Of Barney and Friends. It's like, I love you. You love yeah, I don't know. How the fuck does it go? Pardon my French. My I kids. don't know. I've never seen. I've never. I know the song. I know a lot of theme songs and stuff. I really don't even watch. But I love you. You love me. Where? That's not the theme song, song though. It isn't. It's, no. No, it's not. It's a. It's, it's kind of like a marching theme. Yeah. Well, it's not really similar. They seem. How's like the theme? Of, you know a lot about this, uh, Barney. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Oh, all, right, all right. You know, I used to watch uh, dozens of great shows when I was a kid. <laughs> Including the movies. Including what? Uh, no. <laughs> naughty ones. Like Jerry oh, Speaker and Rory and Ricky Lake. I don't know if I really call those you know, naughty. Blue's Clues. Now my, now, my kids watched Blue's Clues. They hated Barney, thank God. But they watched Blue's Clues and watched um, Thomas the Tank Engine a lot. Yeah, I'm too old for this stuff. I grew up watching, um, I don't know. There was a guy, what was the guy? Um, shit. He lived out on a houseboat and he, he drew. What the hell was his name? Captain Kangaroo? No, that's before. I know who he was, but that's like before my day. Um, it was Captain something, though, I think. 
Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I watched Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. Mr. Rogers. What are oh, Mr. Rogers, Electric Company, Sesame Street. Um, then when I was a little older, not like real old, but a little bit older, that would have been Fraggle Rock. I remember Fraggle Rock used to be on uh, before I went to school. My grandma's house. I like Fraggle Rock. Yeah, yeah, we had HBO pretty Down in Fraggle Rock. I like Fraggle Rock. Lamb Chop. I have a Lamb Chop puppet, like, right over there. Put it up, Bruce. Put it up, Bruce. Actually, Bruce! But one's in the other room. But here's Lamb Chop. Oh, there oh, very cool. Nice. I like it. But, yeah. That... You hear that? At FanFest? Sing the that song that... The that... Dragon is going to be there. Ooh, sing that song that never ends. Ultimo Dragon. That's going to be pretty cool, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Especially if he had like seven titles. I'd rather see Jeff Hardy in GCW. What? Some stumbling fucking uh, heroin addict? No, that was a headline. Jeff Hardy's going to be in GCW. Hey. Uh, on the same weekend. Who gives a shit about that? It's just rough guys you. stab each other in the ball sack. No, that's XPW. <laughs> See, I know Kinky. the difference between... Hey, Colleen, you want to wrestle? I know the difference between violence and ultraviolet wrestling promotions. So, so the, oh, so, so GCW is just violent, but... Uh, but XPW takes a little, a little bit further. All right. So, which do you prefer? Do you prefer just people hitting with chairs and stuff, or do you want to see like a spike in the ball sack? A little bit of both. I enjoy both. I enjoy all oh, that match wrestling. All right, that's good. You gotta like what you like. You know, some people like a five star classic. Some people like some mat wrestling. And some people like it when they stab each other in the balls with a pair of uh, barbed wire covered scissors. Teach your own. One's not, you know, better than the other. You know, it's what makes the world go round. Who's the who in your mind is the best wrestler? Like who gives the best? Um, Spike to the balls. Hmm. Like, you know, you could argue who gives the best pile drive. Was it Paul Orndorff? Was it Jerry the King Lawler? Best DDT? Was it Arn Anderson? Was the originator Jake the Snake Roberts? And then it's the age-old question, who gives the best spike to the ball sack? It's not really spike to the ball sack. Was it foot or was it... uh, it's a wrestler named Masada. Masada, the king yeah. of the spike to the ball sack. He just like has barbecue skewers and just like <laughs> stabs him in the foreheads. Yeah, now I, I'm I'm an old school uh, deathmatch fan. 
you can listen to. I, I might give you a hard time some like times like that, but I grew up watch. Not grew up, but I watched that stuff in the late nineties, early two thousands. I like the original um, XPW. Uh, I had the I was the ta- a tape trader guy and the King of the Death Match tournament with Terry Funk and, and Mick Foley and you know some of that stuff. So it's not that I, I uh, and I still today like every once in a while, uh, you know, a big bloodbath. I like a lot of the Moxley stuff. So I'm I'm not saying I dislike any of the stuff. Is my point. But. I don't know about the skewers in the head. Yes. Yeah. That made me kind of ill. Looks like a pineapple or something. Well, like Sonic the Hedgehog with all the spikes, but it's just like wooden barbecue skewers. Moxley used to take one of those recently. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm going to say something too. He said something in an interview, and I think people kind of took it a different direction, which how he actually meant it though. Because he said that um, every match has the potential for blood. He didn't say every match there should be blood. He said every match has the potential for blood. And that's true. Just like if you watch uh, MMA or boxing, every fight has the potential for blood. It's not just the main events that someone might get hit and bleed. It could be any fight. So, the idea that any match can have blood, he's right. Do I think every match should have blood? No. But I understood what he was saying, that every match should have the potential for blood. And it there isn't... I'm not saying that I necessarily think that you should do blood in the opening match or anything. But how he was saying it was it does add realism to some degree if there is blood in an, in a match it's not around a um, a big feud. Because if this was all real, someone could just bleed in a match. So I get what he's saying. Uh, the problem is blood has always been really used in wrestling to, uh, to add drama. So I get where he was going, but I still think... Uh, you're probably better to keep it in in the in the main events, or if it's some kind of hardcore match, uh, it's hard not to have it bloody, like the 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 Japanese match he had, and uh, people like they didn't like the stuff in it. You know, if you're not a hardcore fan, but why would you really watch it in the first place if you're not a hardcore fan? I mean, that's what it was billed as. If you're going to build the match as a hardcore match, you should give people you know what they expect they're going to see. If you don't like that kind of thing, you probably shouldn't watch it. Uh, Devin the Bloodhunter sucks. Yeah, that's Hannibal. I mean, the, uh, I mean, I'm not saying like every death match is great. Yeah, and he spikes people, but he spikes people that weren't, uh, you know, didn't know it was coming. That's completely different. If you're working with another wrestler and you know you're going to do these spots. But he was spiking a, a referee that didn't know it. I, I think that's, you know, completely different. I think uh, Alexar will agree with me on that. You shouldn't be spiking people who don't know what the hell, you know, that you're going to do it. And I've seen interviews with that referee and stuff and, like, pictures of the wound and stuff. It's messed up. 
No. All right. I don't want to call anybody a dumbass, that Hannibal guy, but he's a dumbass. Yeah, I try to, you know, be nice since he's on the show, but I don't know about the dude. He always seems a little off, too. Yeah, I watched a lot of his shows, and I watch Ryback stuff, too, just to watch it, to give him a chance and stuff. But... Yeah, I actually used to be a Ryback fan in WWE. There was a time he was so over, I honestly thought he should have beat Punk at the time for the title. I remember he was so over, like the the place shook, the crowd was so into him. And people might not know this, but if you were watching live at the time, he was like, there was a, a little bit of time, he was the most over guy in wrestling. Like, legit. And they didn't really capitalize on it. And always thought they made a mistake. But now, since since he's out of he's out of WWE, and I hear him, you know, talking on the yeah, internet stuff, and I'm like, I see why. You sometimes you don't really realize until they're gone. You're like, oh well, this is probably why. Like he didn't become bigger because if you were around that, you'd be like, we can't. You know, who the hell wants to have this guy as our top guy? He's fucking. Oh, yeah, he's like a total loon. I've uh, I've watched like a video, and it'll be like it'll be like a food challenge, and I. You know, you think it'd be a fun one, like, oh, I'm gonna eat this thing and like really fat. But he's like eating and he's like, <laughs> and like sweating and just being totally serious. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like snots coming out of his nose. And it's like, dude, you're like unwatchable. <laughs> then he starts talking. It's before he starts talking. <laughs> yeah. Are you a big uh, Are you a big fan, Lexar? Of who? Of Ryback? Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen any of his uh, YouTube or Twitter online rampages, ramp ramblings, or whatever. But I saw. Uh, I remember Inchik got really upset of WWE for not pushing him the way uh, he he was supposed to be uh, pushed. Uh, I remember when they uh, Ryback was. You know, did uh, his finish move on C9? He's supposed to become WWE champion, but they squashed him. And why? Right and uh, Inches got very upset on this show. I remember uh, Inches like, "What are you doing, WWE? Ryback was supposed to be a star, and you squashed him to Cena." But Mike B says nobody eats a sandwich in their car like Ryback. Oh yeah. That's sweet. Can I challenge if I do start doing more of these videos where I'm uh, I drink Mountain Dews and stuff? Will I, will I uh, rival Ryback? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna start doing these more often. Bruce. He eats the sandwiches. You drink the Dews. There you go. I might eat a sandwich things. too. What do you think about that? I might eat a carrot stick. Well, maybe not a carrot stick, but something more exciting. One. Like an octopus tentacle. I do. I've had octopus. I'm, I'm not good. a I huge fan because whenever I, but I've heard if it's done properly, it's very good. When I had it, it was very um, chewy. And I've heard if it's done properly, it isn't, which is probably true because I grew up with uh, eating a lot of squid because we used to go squidding. 
I live by the canal and we catch squid. Oh. And if it's not done properly, it too is very chewy. But if it is, calamari, if it's done properly, it is not. So yeah. I assume that they always say the same thing about octopus. So I probably just did not have it done very well. I got all kinds of hot sauces and yeah, all kinds of weird stuff. Colleen says, what about a taco? It is Taco Tuesday! Taco Tuesday! I got some hot sauce up here. This is actually Diablo Joe Taco Sauce. Official, without your head, Diablo Joe Taco Sauce. This is the official hot sauce of our uh, movie reviewer, Diablo Joe. Pretty cool. I drank it on the show with some of it on the show one day. It's very hot. And he's like, Well what the hell did you drink it for? It's kinda of stupid. I was like, Yeah. Wasn't really thinking. Alright, well bring me a taco, Colleen. One of the whoa. Alright. Coupon for one free taco. Damn. At Taco Where's, John's. I never heard taco. of Taco John. They actually coin like like copyrighted the phrase Taco Tuesday. Really? And lately they've been like Taco Bell like a couple weeks ago. It's like LeBron James is trying to get the get the phrase Taco Tuesday like unmade from Taco John's. Anyway. Mm, interesting. Well they, if they if they copyright it, they should get some pesos. Dan, yeah, how do you sure. catch squid? That's an interesting question. You go squidding with with a reel, and uh, my uncle used to make his own squid jigs, which he would make off the the white tips off of magic markers. So you'd have the the top of a magic marker, and then you would paint like different. Uh, well, you, you'd have a hook, a squid hook, a squid jig. The hook it's like almost <laughs> like a grappling hook, so it's got many uh, hooks that go up like this. And then it would go on the bottom of the, of the 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 jig would be that with the with the white um, magic marker top, and then you paint like red and silver on there. We'd make those, and then you sometimes have a sinker on whatever. And then so you'd go. You should do it at the canal, Cape Cod Canal. So you'd stand at the pier, and on a, on a clear day, you you see straight down the water, and on a clear night, you could see in the water. And there's times, as a little kid, it's very exciting. We saw a basking shark go through the uh, canal once, jellyfish. And uh, so anyway, you, you and you would do um, chum, but not like in Jaws where you throw out the blood and stuff. Like the, the chum for the squid, you'd actually want to make the noise. So you could throw out a little sand and it would make the noise. And then um, sometimes in, if if it's cloudy or the, the it's not, you can't see you know, all the way down, you just have to throw the reel out, and you get a little bite, and you'd you'd have to you'd have to flip this the uh, the jig like this to try to get the squid to come after it. And sometimes you could just catch them, so or they'd bite it and you'd kill them up. So, um, but on a clear night, sometimes the school of squid would come through, and so if you're looking down and the school's coming down, you could actually have the the squid jig look down, and you would try to. If they weren't going right after you, try to like boom and, and actually grab the squid, and then also so you then you start pulling the squid in, and as a kid like ten or twelve, 
it's cool when the, you pull a squid up and they start spraying the ink and you're like, oh, it's cool. I'm getting ink on. Now I'd, I'd probably not be like, hell yeah, I got squid ink all over me. But at the time it was cool. And you put the squid in a bucket and out the canal, a raccoon would come by sometimes and he'd look in the bucket, see what's happening. Every once in a while he'd reach in and grab a squid and be like, oh, all right, Mr. Mister uh, Raccoon, take your squid away. But yeah, it was a good time. I haven't, I haven't been in probably 30 years, probably more than 30 years, probably like 35 years. But uh, my uncle that you, I used to go with is being passed away quite a while ago. But even even uh, then, you know, I hadn't gone in, in a long time. But it was it was fun memories. Yeah. I would still do it. I think you need a license. I remember when I was a kid. I don't believe you needed a license to go squidding, and then at some point in time, you needed a license. You know, because uh, I think it was just a freshwater left license. I think at one point, and then later you needed the uh, license to go in the canal. I think I could be wrong, but I think that's how it went. Oh, uh, I remember a couple times we caught skates, because so many things go through the canal, because you know it connects the oceans. So they, you know, we use the canal for boats, but so don't the animals to, to you know, go through there. And it's so like we a would bottleneck kind of, so they all get filtered in, kind of. Yeah, so they go, you know, it's just a, they go through, so they could go from one end to the other without going all the way around the canal. And uh, it would catch a skate, which if you know a skate's a, like a looks like a mantle, a big Stingray. black, yeah. And uh, that's like kind of scary and cool looking when you're a kid. A big skate, probably would still be today. But I grew up in Mississippi on the Gulf Coast, so I, yeah, you like step on them, and like yeah, they'll be flat. Scary. You need a license for anything. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, like at the time you didn't. I know. I think you just needed license to fish in freshwater, like lakes and stuff. But um. I think you need it everywhere now. I know you even need a license around here to uh, have a yard sale. When I was a kid, like you could just have a yard sale if you wanted. Oh. Then yet now you have to get a permit. All right, where are we? By the way, this this popped my hips. So I think about yard sales and stuff. And in a way, you uh, eBay's not overtaking the yard sale because people still have them, but. You know, eBay, in a way, like, became like a yard sale for the world. Uh, if people don't know, I sell a lot of stuff on eBay. So, to, and over the years, when I first got on eBay in the year 2000, it was like the Wild West. Like, you could you could take any form of payment. You could take cash. Uh, you could sell bootlegs, shit. You could sell anything you wanted on there. Yeah, they didn't care. And then over the years, like they did away, you couldn't you couldn't take cash, you couldn't take. Uh, even then, after a while, even frowned on money orders and and uh, and checks. And, and for a lot of time, it was like PayPal only. And now uh, now they've got away from PayPal. So anyway, all these things have changed over time. Also, big thing that's changed is uh, any protection for the sellers. So uh, you know you can no longer leave negative feedback for a seller, even if they cheat you or whatever. There's really no recourse if you get cheated by a buyer. 
used to be if you didn't uh, pay for an item, you get a non-paying bidder warning, and then you get a strike, and three strikes, you'd be gone. All that's gone. You can bid on whatever you want, not pay, not even contact the, the seller again. It doesn't matter. So today, uh, someone bought something in the morning, and then like, uh, so they bought it before I got up, and be also before I got up, then they went to their bank and 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 put in a claim saying they didn't receive the item. So they bought the item and immediately put in a claim saying they didn't receive the item. Now, how can eBay even allow that in the first place? Because obviously, like, you can't go to Amazon, buy something, and then say immediately, "Well, I didn't get it. Give me my full. I want a full refund because I didn't receive it in three seconds." So obviously, it's impossible. So it shouldn't even be allowed. You should be given you know a certain amount of time to even send it so i went to um they give you no option for this it's either you uh say that they didn't get it or you upload the tracking number but there's no option to say it wasn't even set yet or so i went to to uh to turn this person in and again they give you no option for what i needed so i called that i Contacted eBay. They called me up on the phone, and I'm fine. All right, I'm not trying. I'm not going to be a racist, dude. The guy didn't speak English. Okay, that's fine. But it was no help whatsoever. And so eventually, he told me he was like, "Uh, accept, you know, accept the the claim. So give the refund, and then." Go send the item and upload the tracking number. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, sir. Go. I was like, no, I'm not going to send the guy a refund and then go send the item. And he's like, well, then you could upload the tracking number. I'm like, why would I send the item after he got his money back? That's just stupid. So I felt bad yelling at the guy. But, I mean, it was like the dumbest advice I ever heard in my life. Why would I just say, okay, yeah, he's right. He didn't get the item. Here's your money back. Now I'm going to go send the item. So I, I, I did the best I could. I refunded it. Didn't send it because that would be stupid. And then I turned him in, which probably got absolutely nowhere because uh, when I turned him in, it said he was doing, he was misusing the return thing. It asked again to upload a tracking number. And I write it out. I write it all out clear as day. There is no tracking number because he put in a claim two seconds after he bought the item. It's only he'd be a dumbass if if the guy buys it and then puts a claim saying he didn't get it and you went and sent it out. That's not wrestling related, but I'm pissed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just sold something on eBay for 50 bucks that I got for zero dollars. That's good. Yeah, and as long they, as they pay you, and then they don't... Yeah. Make sure you have a tracking... I mean, I sent everything with a tracking number, but... Yeah, you know, like, the their uh, payout thing changed, too, to where... Oh, yeah, because that... Not, payouts, like yeah, that's another thing. You have to send stuff out before you, you actually get the money. And... With mine, it has to be delivered, so I'd have to wait like five days. Yeah, when I I, I took a few years off of eBay and I started again last year, and um, so it took me a while to start getting paid at all because it was completely changed. So you you get paid, 
I mean, you don't get paid. So if someone buys something, they send you the money. You don't get it. It's like in the ether somewhere. you got to go send it out of your own pocket. And then once they get it, yeah, then you get the money in like in like five days. It's terrible. <laughs> and so I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm sell- I'm, I was, that's when I started selling the shirts. Uh, and some of them was getting a lot of money for it. And I was like, I don't this. After if if it's if you're just sending a couple things, it's kind of nerve wracking. But after a while, then then the then the money started. It's like you know I'd be getting the money from the week before, so it was all right. And and now actually I get the money fairly quick. I think it's just because um, I've been doing it for a while, probably. And now you can link your debit card and just like yeah. Then you get. But the problem with that is you get it in thirty seconds, but. They also take a percentage of yeah. it, so it's like, like do I what would I, I would I rather just wait a couple days yeah. to get it? Yeah, because uh, everything's like you know another fee. Yeah, I'm broke as hell, so I just took it. <laughs> All right, where am I? This is uh, eBay with Jackie Jones. Um. But yeah, back in the day, I bought, uh, I looked this up, I found, went and found it recently. So back in the day, I don't, uh, so I, I'm not an advocate for buying bootleg movies or, or stealing them off the internet, anything like that. But back in the day, that um, before House of a Thousand Corpses came out, there was a time people didn't know if the movie was even going to come out at all. So back in the Wild West days of eBay, I went and bought a bootleg VHS copy uh, no, it's not, it wasn't me. It was DVD copy of A House of a Thousand Corpses because I didn't know it was even going to come out. It played like at a couple festivals or something. And so I bought it and I got it. And then um, it was months later. I don't think a year. Maybe it might have been a year later or whatever. And then it eventually had an actual release, theatrical release, and then they put on Blu-ray, uh, DVD, and later Blu-ray. But um, So then I was watching the documentary about it recently and there's a original cut that's like quite a bit longer and it only played once and then the, it but you can't get it anywhere and there's a rumor because they have some footage of it that they were they sold the bootleg version. I was like I wonder if that's the one I have. So I, I was like I don't know where it is cuz I have a lot of Blu-ray I have a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays and they're not in really particular any order. So I went I found it but unfortunately, it's just the just the Blu-ray. It's just the DVD copy of the original cut, not the not well the theatrical cut, not the original cut. So I do not have the uh, whacked out, uh, uncut version of House of a Thousand Corpses. That you could have sold for a hundred thousand dollars. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is the twentieth anniversary of a House of a Thousand Corpses. And 10 years ago, I um, hosted the panel for the 10th anniversary. So time really flies by, people. Very weird. All right. So I was in my 30s then. Now I'm in my 40s. I was in my 20s when this show started. Soon I'll be an old feeble man. Oh, not you, Jack. <laughs> uh, Steven Simmons, it wasn't eBay, but it scammed last year. An item I purchased with PayPal. 
and when I didn't receive, get any tracking info, I told PayPal to refund the payment. You're timeless. Yeah, my mom recently, uh, it's a big, it was 10 grand. Uh, they called her and the number came up, the, her actual bank. It was a big mess. And then apparently they did the same thing to someone else's mom I know. And we saw in the news it happened a lot around this area. And um, I had actually called her, uh, her when she was on the phone because it was going on so long. So I thought something was up. And so they reversed the 6000 right away. And the 4000 took uh, a couple weeks, which was, uh, you know. But eventually she got it back. And then when I was on the phone, I was like, they called her from from the number. It was the correct number. And they were like, yeah, they, they just get more advanced with this stuff. You know, they can actually clone the number. And I was like, Jesus. They were like, we'll never actually call you and ask you for this info. So so I told my mom, anytime someone calls, just don't answer it and wait for me and I'll call them up. But, you know, she's in her 70s and this was done pretty, like, it, you know, looked legit. It came from the right number and stuff. Um, There's going to be a bar. Uh, this is Lexar. Let's see, Lexar wants the number again. Not the number, the link. Sorry if this is just a rambling mess of a show, but watch it and love it. I don't care. Let's see here. Lexar wants to know again about Barney. He just loves Barney. thing about Barney I'm, is like you go to Chuck E. Cheese and there's Chuck E. Cheese there and the kids start beating him up. That's the same thing you want to do with Barney. Mm. Just tear his head off. Stomp on it. Did Jack sell wrestling memorabilia on eBay? Yeah, actually um, late last year into early this year I was selling a lot of um, classic uh, vintage wrestling tees and uh, a lot of them went for uh, hundreds of dollars. When I sold for 500 I did not realize that old wrestling tees were so much. A lot of these were ones I tried to give away here on the show for Super Chats. I was like, send it 20 bucks to send you this old wrestling shirt. And now I'm glad nobody did it! Yeah. Well, Colleen did, though. Colleen got herself a, a, a classic in your head shirt. I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. I've never been to one either. I also used to sell a lot of wrestling masks on there until I got a cease and desist letter by WWE. You're like, don't sell these masks. They weren't even WWE masks. They just think they own everything. They also sent me a cease and desist when I was selling XFL stuff. That one I fought and I won. I beat the WWE. What do you think about that? You're like, Cease and desist selling this XFL merchandise. Like, why? I bought it. I can sell it. Now I see a lot of uh, WWE memorabilia and like old t-shirts, old banners, old stuff on eBay. I don't think WWE like uh, send a cease and desist letter to stop. No, eBay's getting a little more lax on a lot of that stuff, but um. Uh But, uh, I mean, if it's real stuff, you should be allowed to sell it. <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got the, the reptilian. You're going to, you're going to, uh, really get, uh, Tazo triggered. 
<laughs> he said, holy shit, what's going on here? Yeah. Victoria is a, is, a, is a reptilian? I like when they gored that guy's face out with its tongue. Like, things like... like... I have a long tongue. Not quite reptilian. Though. <laughs> Don't tell Tazo, he'll think I'm a reptile. Which t-shirt sold for 500 Well, uh, so I didn't know at the time when I started selling these uh, that they would go for so much. So, like, I got, I think, 350 for a, Rod, a Rodman NWO shirt. Um, that and Eddie Guerrero also went for quite a bit. A Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. Um, I had LWO shirt, Adilo Brown. A lot of Disco Inferno, a lot, almost all of them went for oh. the lowest anyone went for is 50 bucks, like a Goldberg one, I think. Yeah. But the $500 one was actually a bootleg shirt, which I didn't even put on originally because I didn't think people would want it or they would. So, anyway, when I started selling, one guy reached out to me and was asking me what else I had. And uh, so I was sending pictures of stuff I had. And one was a uh, WrestleMania 14 bootleg shirt. So it had um, Shawn Michaels on one side, Steve Stone Cold on one side, and then it had uh, Mike Tyson in the middle, and it had the whole lineup on the back. Um, it's a cool shirt. And I, I taught, told the story. I remember buying it um, in the parking lot before the show or after the show. Uh, a guy was selling it out of a garbage bag, 10 bucks, And I thought it looked better, actually, than the legit shirts. I bought one. And I had not seen anyone do that for years. It used to be anytime you go to a concert or wrestling show, people would be selling bootleg shirts. Until last year, someone was doing it at the AEW show in Boston. And I was kind of happy that, that bootlegs have come back. So anyway, long story short, I was like, this one's not licensed or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, um, I'll, I'll give you like 300 bucks for that. And I was like, really? And he's like, well, I'll actually give you 500 bucks for it. Um, I was like, okay. So, uh, so, but, uh, I didn't want to go outside eBay rules. So I put it on eBay where he could just buy it for 500 bucks. And he was like, so he bought it. I was like, that's cool. And then other people saw it. And then I got people telling me like, dude, I would have give you a thousand. One guy said, I would have give you $1,400. I was like, what the fuck? And there the one guy's like, uh, you know, just cancel the other one. I'm like, no, I made the deal. I'm not going to go back on my word or whatever. I was happy to get $500 for an old shirt. I would have thrown away. So, but uh, so then I did a lot of research since then just to see about vintage T-shirts and um, uh, things to look out for, dry rot and stuff. None, luckily, none of mine had any dry rot. But uh, bootleg shirts actually are uh, very um, valuable because a lot of uh, the collectors like the bootlegs more than a lot of the licensed ones, especially like wrap, wrap bootleg shirts because... A lot of the, the licensed shirts will just say, like, the the rap name on them. But the bootlegs have, like, the giant photos of people and stuff. And that's what collectors want. Which is completely opposite of what I know, like, uh, Nash had always put out that no guys wants, like, a, a picture of another guy in their shirt because it makes you gay or whatever. But actually, in the, in the collecting world, that's actually what they want. They don't want just, like... Run DMC or uh, Ice Cube or whatever. They want like these big giant gaudy photos and stuff on the shirt. So anyway, uh, I did a lot of research just to see about these. Uh, vintage has a lot of different meanings to some people, but a lot of people think anything 20 years or older. 
So, and especially 90s or 80s, or if you're lucky to have older stuff, any kind of music stuff, wrestling, sports, all that stuff. And then, you know, even some other weird stuff, but uh, that stuff it can go for a lot of money. I, I didn't know it was such a big uh, collectible world and, and vintage yeah. shirts. Now I've got a, I've got a one that you autographed for me, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, yeah. The 90s. I wonder how much that would go. Probably good because I sold a oh. uh, different Hardy Boys. I think I, I either got seventy five or hundred for a Hardy Boys. Nineties well, Hardy Boys shirt would go for a lot of money. Okay, so, if something ever happens to me, Jack. I'll send it and you can auction yeah, the, it off. And, yeah, the and, autograph probably actually ruins the value. Of, <laughs> to be honest, you can auction it off and use the money for the show. So, if something ever happens to me. <laughs> Yeah, he did up. I was I was willing to sell it to him for three hundred bucks. That was fine by me. I really almost just threw it away, but um, it was just these old shirts I had from the nineties, and they they no longer you know because they were all two X. Most of my nineties uh, stuff were two X, some three X, and then like newer stuff was three X and four X, and even some five X stuff. But um, so I was really just selling it because it was too big for me, and then um. When I found out this stuff was worth a lot, it was weird. I have a lot of 2010 wrestling shirts, and um, actually a couple of them sold pretty good. Like, um, I had a couple Eddie Guerrero ones after he died, like, in memory of him. Those did, went well. Um, a couple other ones, but the other ones I uh, I got, like, $10, between 10 and 24 But, I mean... They were all stuff that didn't fit me anymore. It was like 3X and 4X shirts. So I was just selling to get rid of them. But the old stuff goes for quite a bit. And I was happy. I mean, $20 for a shirt I'm not going to wear again. That's fine with me. I sold like a Briscoe Brothers one. Like right when I started coming on here for like $68. I bought it for $3 at a thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I gotta check this. Uh, the thing is, up in Boston, I think people are already aware of uh, the value of this stuff because uh, Colleen might know the Garment District was a real used to be a really cool, um, really big two story um, thrift store in Boston, Cambridge. I think it's in Cambridge. And the um, last time I went, because used to be able to go there and get like old band shirts stuff for three, four bucks. And now, like, the cheap, even old, worn-out shit is, like, $50 and up at the thrift store. So, I think they're aware of the value of this stuff. So, very, it's very weird. I didn't know it was such a big deal. So, I, I got into it, started watching videos about it, like, on YouTube. It is interesting. Once the wrestling shirts go up in value, you just start collecting, like, embroidered butterfly shirts. Just like you know, those are going to be cheap, so you can yeah. get those cheap. I have a I have a, a Claudio Castagnoli Ring of Honor shirt. Um, I don't know if I put it on eBay yet, but it's uh, it's from Ring of Honor, but before he went to WWF, so it's like the early the mid. I don't know what year that was, 2012, 2013, something like that. that's rare yeah colleen no way yeah um been there forever it's sad i remember getting good yeah you i we used to anvil and i used to go and you could get cool stuff really cheap but uh not anymore it's very expensive 
Um, honestly, you get stuff cheaper going to Marshalls or TJ Maxx or something. Uh, let's see here. On the series finale, final episodes of AEW All Access, Adam Cole said that all the greatest ideas and thoughts come from using the bathroom. Do you agree? I don't. Is that where? Where do you get your best thoughts? Is it uh, when you're taking a dump on on the on the toilet? No, it's when I shower. Really? Mm-hmm. All the good ideas of future career goals that probably will never have. Uh, all these thoughts and like future lap dances ideas. <laughs> Is that why they call them pipe dreams? They like go down oh, they go down. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Th- then you la- la- you start lathering up the old uh, wong, wing wang. And... Get it stuck no. in the shampoo bottle. Wash, wash rag, shower rag. Mm-hmm. Colleen says uh, in her dreams for her. Probably when I'm walking, actually, because... Um, not to get too uh, deep here, but so four was it? Yeah, forty months ago. Or so, so I stopped uh, drinking and uh, taking any uh, painkillers. And uh, when I started to walk to get healthier, and also if I when I start to walk, I kind of get in my in a zone, and it's sort of the same feeling as having like a light buzz or something because you, I'm I'm in my own head like a clear head and it's a very similar thing and so when i'm walking a lot sometimes i start to think of movie ideas and scripts and stuff so probably walking is when a lot of my ideas uh come to me uh let's see here um would you eat flaming hot cheetos or drink milk of magnesia I mean, yeah, no problem with either one. Uh, there's uh, my only problem with the flaming hot Cheetos is the carbs. I try to stay away from carbs, but uh, the heat doesn't bother me. Does milk of magnesium make you poop or like? Yeah, I think that makes you poop, right? Uh, Pepto Bismol stops you. And uh, for I know you guys are really interested in this Lexar, but. So uh, years ago, I had you know part of my uh, I had 14 inches of my colon removed, and I had a, a colostomy bag for a while. Then I had that reversed, so I no longer had the colostomy bag, and they reconnected my uh, intestines and my butthole, so then I could poop again. I'm looking at Lexar's <laughs> face when you say this. And so the first time I, I so there was months where there was no connection there, and so the first time I passed gas was like, well, it was a good feeling. And, uh, and so the doctor told me now it's like, it's like, you've got like the, you know, the colon all of like a, of like a child or not a child, but like a young, of a young man. And then I changed my diet, a lot of, uh, vegetables, Brussels sprouts and stuff. So the, the point of the, all this is, um, I'm very regular, so I don't ever need to take anything to, to go to the bathroom, nor do I have to take anything because I'm going to the bathroom too much. Is what I'm saying. So I I have a very regular poop. Bowel movements are, are good here. Also, uh, for uh, a side effect, I do uh, fart a lot. 
which Jason Mitten was not too happy when we used to share uh, hotel rooms. But, <laughs> so, uh, so I don't need the milk of magnesia is the point. Call one of a 15-year-old. Exactly. So the poops is... But it's not like, oh, it's coming out. Like, you know, it's a problem. It's just very regular. I don't know if you know this, but when you have a colostomy bag, you still do uh, pass gas. It's just that it doesn't come out, you know, through the, through the through the butt. So you have a bag here, and you have actually part of your intestine is stuck out the stoma, and that's uh, it's kind of weird because it's like a bright red part of sticking right out of you a little bit, and then you have the bag over that, and so you'd have to uh, what they would call burp. Your bag every once in a while, which really so you'd have to let the gas out of it, and so it would puff up. And I remember one time I was in the car with Annabelle, and I was like, "I need to," you know. Then she was like, "Well, do it. Let's pull over." And I was like, "Ah, we were driving, and the, the windows down." I was like, "I don't want." And as soon as I went to do that, we got to a red light, and whoops! But and uh, as the doctor told me, this is this is a little different than the gas that comes out of you because. He, in his words, it would be spicier because it's just—it has, you know, just been digested and not gone up. And I don't know what his—I don't want to eat. The point is, I don't want to eat the spices that this guy thinks is spicy because it's not good. So there you go. Ain't you a lot toy because it's all about poop. There you go. And it's good to have uh, uh, some humor about this stuff or else you just get depressed. But everything's going good now. Uh, do, do, how often do you change your bed sheets? Every 10 years or so. Sell them on the OnlyFans. Jack soiled bed sheets. You clone me. Get all the DNA off him. Nice. I like that the uh, that the uh, dartboard shows up just every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> a virgin butthole. That's another thing, Pepe. So when so when I first had the um, when so I had emergency surgery. To save my life because I was dying, and I woke up with the colostomy bag. And one of the things the surgeon told me was I can no longer, while I, you know, no, this was right after the reverse. No, this was then. This was then. This was right after that. And he told me I cannot, I cannot receive uh, sodomy. Basically, telling I can't get it. I can't get you know porked in the butthole. But they can't just tell you that. They can't be like, hey, sir, you can't, you know, you can't get reamed in the ass while you're uh, you're disconnected in here because they might, like, break through, like, the, and he just, like, you can, no, you can't, very matter-of-factly just going over these things and you can't receive a sodomy. And I was like, what the fuck? There goes my weekend. Uh, let's see. Oh, then, then uh, one of the other uh, women, when she was telling me all stuff, and it was, uh, I couldn't, like, uh, cliff dive. Uh, I couldn't uh, bullfight. And I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> 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 
<clears throat> yeah, don't put the horn up your ass either. <laughs> don't do a move, though. Colleen says, uh, uh, she changes her bed sheets every other night because she get, she dreams of Jackie Joe. No, no, no. She says, change them every other night. I love the feeling of fresh sheets. I buy new ones twice a year. I have like a throw that I throw on top of my bed and I use a sleeping bag and I don't have like sheets or no really what whatever makes you comfortable and then i wash that like whenever i just put rubber sheets so just you know then i bring in a hose and I just hose it off after a while hose it down um is it okay to go to a movie theater to watch a movie on a weeknight what the fuck kind of question is this? Why wouldn't it be okay? Just asking. <laughs> it's fine to go to the movies anytime. Anytime you want. You're a grown man. You have free will. If you want to go to the movies, not on a Tuesday because in your head's up, but if you want to go to on a Wednesday matinee, if you want to go Saturday night, if you want to go Sunday afternoon, if you want to go... Thursday at 4 o'clock. You do it. Do whatever you want. There's no reason. There's no laws. Speaking of matinees, in my local news, they are promoting a matinee in, in AMC and in, uh, AMC theaters where you can watch Barbie and uh, the other movie that you Oppenheimer? Yeah, yeah, Oppenheimer. What a Back weird double that. feature. A double feature. I much, I much rather want to see uh, Oppenheimer, but... I'll see this stupid ass Barbie for for the for the laughs. There's a movie theater right across the street from me. It's awesome. Like no, they, cool. I don't really have one close to me. That's why I go up to Boston a lot and go see movies. Uh, I do think it would be fun to go see uh, the the AEW pay per views or in the movie theater. I do think that would be fun to go see with a bunch uh, of people in the in the big screen. I wish they did that around here. Yeah, I've never done one, but they do it. I think it'd be fun. I don't know how much it is. If it's the same as a movie, it's quite a deal because it's like fifty bucks on paper. Um, if Jack won over seventeen grand jackpot, how would you spend it? So yeah, so I went to Encore Sunday, and I was playing. They had a lot of new slots, and I was playing this one. And so I got the bonus screen, and I so if you fill up the whole thing, you get the the grand jackpot, which at the time was seventeen thousand something. And I mean, you normally don't even get close, but it filled up the whole thing. I had one spot left, and I still had uh, two spins to go. And I was like, "Holy shit!" So that was very exciting. I didn't get it, but that was exciting watching that boom, and then it went again. And but if I would have filled up one more coin. I would have won seventy grand. Instead, I won two hundred fifty bucks, which I was still very happy about. I was not. I was, but there's a big difference between two hundred fifty bucks and seventeen thousand. Yeah. But it was still fun. I saw WrestleMania four at, on pay per view. Yeah, I did too. 
I saw all WrestleManias from two on pay per view. Closed circuit. Um, I mean that's what they used to call it back in the day. I guess really technically the same thing, but um, I don't think they call it anymore that. But they do that. The AMC pay, um, theaters, not maybe not all of them, but they show the AEW pay per views, which I, I just think would be fun to do. They they do some weird stuff like that once in a while. I know we saw it wasn't AMC though, but. We went to see it was the final um, Monty Python performance, and uh, that was Samuel Ca- Samuel Casted. How you say that? Um, it was in England, but they actually showed it in theaters around here. That was really fun. Um, oh, so how would I have spent the money? Um, I would probably wouldn't have done anything foolish. I probably to give you a real answer, I probably would have kept it. And saved it for some trips. I'd like to go to England later this year. Probably, I'll probably end up going next year because I, I'll probably I'm going to be going to LA for something, and then maybe Virginia for something. I unfortunately, Geraldine, I don't think I'm going to make Buffalo because it's the same. It's the same month I'll be going to LA, and it'll just be too much uh, traveling all at the same time. But I was going to go to uh, Buffalo. Um, because our movie will be playing at Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. It's a very long name. Ah, uh, Colleen was there. What would I have done? Th- yeah, I probably would have saved it for some trips. I'm a boring guy. What would you have done with? Uh, you would have got the greatest lap dance of your life. You would have went in there... Oh. And you said, "What do I get for seventeen thousand dollars?" I want, I want to go for seventeen thousand dollars. You want a one strip club? <laughs> I, would, I would spend money for WrestleMania trips, new clothes, new white T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I probably still look over eBay to buy wrestling memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I have then a. I will, then I will go to I have an, a, a real um, WWF from the 90s or late 80s. I think it's the early 90s. Um, turnbuckle. It's a blue turnbuckle. You know, that they used to have the blue turnbuckles. Uh, I bought it for Jai because he didn't, he didn't have a credit card or whatever. And he was going to pay me, but he never paid me. So I kept it. But I still have it if you want to buy that. I have it's, a dozen Trump buckle pads, but it's from... Yeah, but this is a WWF from, one from... An actual WWF one from the 90s. So you're going to buy stupid bullshit that you throw on your floor, but you don't want a WWF turnbuckle? It's indies. It's you don't want a WWF turnbuckle. <laughs> GCW. Yeah, and you got all this trash laying on it. It's my socks. Socks are not trash. You're, yeah, but you probably were they are they jizz socks or they one you know you do the uh, the dirty in jizz socks yeah jizz socks you know I don't put I don't use socks for jizzing <laughs> uh, I'm loving the show in your head for life simply ravishing oh uh, has Jack beat Incher's ass? Of course, I pa- I pounded Incher's ass. 
Booyah! Ha! I pounded his ass every night. We used to share hotels at FanFest. Oh, you met at the game. Has it Jack beat Intra's ass in AEW Fight Forever yet? I've not played it. You know why? I went to buy it. It's, I don't mind paying 60 bucks for the game, but when I saw you had to go download fucking Matt Hardy for another 5, FTR for another 13, I'm not buying this game, and then I got to download the whole roster for another $200. I'm an old man. I'm in my day. You bought Dig Dug, and that was it. You didn't have to go download, you know, other other players. You, you bought, you went and you bought Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I didn't have to go then download Piranha, man. <coughs> He's with the game. <coughs> if you're not going to the Bunny Ranch with that money, you're not living right. I'm not doing Look, I, I, anyone is free to do what they want. I'm not saying not to do whatever you please, but the idea of paying uh, for some hoo-ha, not for me. I'll go to the Bunny Ranch and take one of those fine ladies out to the malt shop. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to the Bunny Ranch. So uh, I was 24 years old. I went out to Vegas for the first time. Uh, this was right after I got on the internets, and I was talking to this uh, girl on the internet, and I went and met her out in Vegas. And so when I was going to go meet her for the first time, that's lots of fun. Hmm. Uh, so I was taking the taxi. This is way before Uber. So I was taking the taxi down there. And the taxi driver's like, hey, buddy. You see, you see, you know who that is? And it was this older woman walking down. So I don't know. Like, that's, I forget what he said her name was. The oldest, the oldest prostitute, the oldest hooker uh, on the strip. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was like it was like the seven-year-old woman. And he's like, but do you, none of that for you here, buddy. That's illegal here, but I'll take you where it's legal. I was like, no, no, just take me. It's lots of fun. But he was all about taking me to some, like, uh, some, some uh, uh, ranch. I was going to say a whorehouse, but that's not very nice. Uh, so, yeah, so I went to Slots of Fun, and uh, she was drunk off her ass, and it was like 11 a.m., and so we met at the bar. At this time, this was actually, so I was straight. I was, yeah, I didn't drink or anything at that time. And now I don't either now. But at that time, I was I didn't drink either. I wasn't what they call, I wasn't like against it. I just didn't do it. And uh, so she bought me shots of something. And so, so she was there with her friend because I think she brought a friend in case I was like some kind of, you know, killer or something. <laughs> And, uh, and she was just so drunk. And then, um, that's when I had my long hair and a, I had a ponytail and I was wearing a Tigger. It was either Tigger or uh, hair scrunchie. And she's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, my, uh, my, uh, niece sent me this from, from, uh, or my cousin sent me this from, uh, from Disney world. And I was like, it's Eeyore. It was, I think it was Tigger. And she's like, I never saw a man wear it. I was like, what? <laughs> and she's yeah. like you want to go uh to uh some bar tonight 
uh, not in Vegas. It's what's well, in Vegas, but it's out where she's like where all the, the Mexicans are. But you can't wear that because it'll like beat your ass. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to that. It doesn't sound. I don't go somewhere. I'm gonna get my ass beat for wearing a hair scrunchie. Um, and then I remember her friend got really mad because she was hitting on the on this guy at the bar. Um, and the guy bought me a pina colada because she was not his, her, not her, not this guy's type. If you catch my drift, which became a running theme in in my life at bars, the guys would buy me drinks, which I, that's fine. Um. I, I know about that too. <laughs> Guys buy me drinks. Yeah, for, for, uh, Jonathan Jackson. So the first time we listened to the show, I told stories. Was Annabelle and I went to a club on um, uh, it's a Boston club. What's it called? But anyway, we went to a club on uh, New Year's, and this guy bought me a beer at the bar, and I didn't think anything of it. Ricardo, he was a, he was a very very handsome Latino man. And he could have done way better, so it was it was very flattering. But he bought me a beer, and then he's like, "So it's uh, it's a, your choice. It's your cho- a choice, man. It's it's up to you." I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, I go back to back to my place. We fuck. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, no, no!" I, I I'm with her, I'm with her. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man." But uh, so anyway, uh, I don't know why I'm telling the story because Vegas <laughs> came up. So uh, so uh, so I didn't go out to the. To the uh, Latino part of Vegas, where they where she said they they probably wouldn't even care if I wore. Jesus, uh, I'm sure they didn't give a shit. But I don't want to go somewhere like someone's gonna beat the hell out of me just because of a hair scrunchie. But then we met, I think, the next day when she was more sober, and I remember we went we went out to eat, and she or I'll never forget this. She ordered a BLT. With no tomato, no mayonnaise, and no bacon. I was like, that's a lettuce sandwich. So she paid however much it was to buy a lettuce sandwich. Or I paid how much, whatever it was. That's basically toast with a piece of lettuce. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And uh, so anyway, long story short, I was there for a week or whatever. The last day we were there... She's like, um, I won't remember the name. I'm just going to say Steve, but it wasn't Steve. Whoever she said, uh, Nick, Steve, whatever. It was a real common <laughs> name. Now he won't ask where I am every night. He's like, who the who's that? Who's Steve? Like my husband. I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, I didn't know she was married until the so last you never night. Offered, so you never offered to have sex with her? Yeah, not at her house. We were no, always we you missed the whole point of this. We were there for a week at, at my. I was staying at a, at the hotel in the casino, and she would go home after a while. Now, she wouldn't. Her husband, which I didn't know she's married, wouldn't know. Wouldn't be asking why are you out all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had. I had a friend and it was a girl and like I was coming into the house and her boyfriend was like, who the hell is Bruce? And I kind of like turned around and kind of walked out of the door. I was like, it's like when people use your name as a dirty word, you know, you got some problems. Right. A lot of this is not necessary, but, uh, Sometimes when people would ask me how you spelled Neil, is it E A or I E? 
And or e i yeah e i e and I would just say no, it's with a silent k. <clears throat> <laughs> My go-to joke. It's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gogo13, I'd love to watch a live stream of Jack vs. Intra and AEW Fight Forever. Uh, Jack would win the first match and retire the in-year champion. And Intra would shoot his TV. That's probably very accurate. It's called fashion, sweetie. Look it up. Hell yeah. Or did you call me sweaty? Am I sweating? No, I don't think I'm very sweaty. The gay community. Call back to classic in your head. AJ Styles. What does everyone, th why does everyone think you are gay? I think I'm just so, I'm just so damn sexy that I appeal to both men and women. But I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, it doesn't bother me. Uh, they wanted to be dead ass, maybe. Yeah, this is when I came to the conclusion. As people know, I've talked a lot about on the show for years about the gay hanky code. If people don't know, it's a code which I do carry. I don't have one on here, but I normally carry a hanky with me, not for this reason. But so a gay hanky code. Different colors signify what you're into, and then the different pocket signifies if you're a top or bottom or whatever. So for you, you know, I, you know, I never thought too much. I found it fascinating, but at that point, it did make me think. You know what? Now I see why the gay hanky code is genius and could be used throughout the world, not just for for gay dudes. Because what if this this very he was a very handsome Latino man? What if I looked down and like his his hanky code was like he liked to cuddle or he he you know he wanted to he he liked to uh, go down and it's like well maybe but if you look down and he's into like he's like wanting to fist me or something like whoa buddy no I'm out of here so uh, I could see why how the the hanky code has its uh, has its benefits. Bruce can back me up on this. It, yeah. Oh, a weird I'm lettuce. Like pink gloves. That's what they call it. I don't know. Yeah. After one time, after first date, a guy stole my socks and sent me photos of them in an unfortunate place. <laughs> that was Lexar. He's got him down on his floor on his GCW canvas. Those are, are those socks you stole from Geraldine. I didn't steal from Colleen either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You. Patrick House says, hello, Colleen the Conqueror. Patrick House, who is this guy? Do I not exist? You exist, Patrick. You're a good man. We should put a picture of him. I want to know. He's yeah, like I don't know what he looks he's like. He's even hornier than me. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Lexar. Sorrier than Lexar. Dang. What? Would you fight somebody if they said they were hornier than you? You'd be like, "Boom! Put up the Dukes. We'll see who's the horniest." No, because there's always somebody more hornier and dirtier than both of us combined. Whoa, Ric Flair. Woo! Hugh Hefner. He's dead. Yeah, but if you watched the first season of The Secrets of Playboy, 
you find out all dirty stuff about him. Did you know that he used to film celebrities like Bill Cosby having sex with playmates in his bedroom while he filmed it? Whoa! Ah, damn! Oh my god! Did you did you did you watch any? Did you get to see any of the uh, Bill Cosby pudding pop? Oh, it was a documentary. They talked mm-hmm. about it, and he used to like have sex. Were they uh, drugged up? Were the women drugged? Yeah, when they what drugged the up and like uh, Hugh. Wasn't Hefner that even friggin' Hugh Hefner is a criminal? Yeah, exactly. He raped all those girls and then like videotaped it. But once he's dead, Jeez, uh, I don't uh, think this wrote, is now good they stuff. On HBO. He wrote a letter uh, to his secretary to destroy all the tapes. Jeez. Well, this this shouldn't be an idol of yours, Lexar. You don't want to be going down that road. Everybody's uh, idolizing Hugh Hefner. No, I don't think uh, filming women being raped is something you should be proud of or, 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 or strive to do, Lexar. I want to get a smoking jacket like him, though. Those yeah, like the yeah, like I, I like the like invisible the man. And, like satin, like with the pockets. Now he wears silk pajamas, though. I like silk pajamas. A bench of handkerchiefs, you people. <laughs> they were kung fu fighting. Ha! Those suckers were fast as lightning. Ha! But got a little bit frightening because they fought with expert timing. Ha! You can uh, hear my version of that uh, on YouTube first. Nice. Is it banned? I can't play it on here. I'm sure. I it, last time I played my own creation, it got it got flagged. I had to edit it out of the show. I played uh, "Give Me That Fat Ass" on the show, and it got, I was like, "What the hell?" So I'm sure if I played I played that, it'll get it'll get flagged. Unfortunately, or else I would. I'd play it. All right. So we do have Mr. Stevie on the line. Stevie from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Anything on your mind before we get to the Raw report? Well, um, tuned in to Collision to watch Punk versus Joe 4. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, um, really enjoyed that. I, I, actually, I thought that was I thought that was one of the best uh, AEW shows. The the whole show, the tag team match, FTR versus Juice and uh, Jay White, great, great. Yeah, I thought match. really that whole sh- uh, the matches were great on that show. I thought they did a good job with the the videos. Like they made everything seem important. I just thought that was a, a really great show all around, and they progressed storylines. I don't. Um, I thought that was one of the best, just probably the best collision. But I thought it was one of the best um, episodes of AEW TV. And I like the fact that it was just Joe versus Punk with no overbooking, no outside interference. Yeah, it was great. Just one, and they did a good job making it, it, telling you about the last couple weeks why it was important. Because it's something, a lot of things that I've talked about, like I'm an AEW fan, but stuff like, 
you can't just assume everyone knows the history of everybody and they're starting especially on collision but on both shows they're starting to do they do the more video package and they also tell you you know both guys are saying like you know he's never beaten joe and uh i like all that stuff and um his promo at the beginning put over everything punk it put over the match it put over joe put over the other match between hobbs and starks it put over owen hart and the tournament like it was uh that was a really solid show all around it made me excited for uh, for the tournament. I, I think, uh, you know, they, they did a better job putting over the tournament than the company has. So with Starks versus Punk, think it's, think it's a debt a lot that it's Punk? Or do you think Starks will pull out a, an upset? I actually really think it's going to be Starks, honestly. Um, I, when he won, I actually thought we were going to see the upset and Joe win since it would be uh, heel for his face, which I thought would have been interesting because then you could have continued the uh, Punk's Ever Beat Joe, but I was glad that they ended the show the way they did because we're going to see more Joe Punk, which I'm happy about. I'd like to see, you know, these guys uh, wrestle more. Uh, that would be great. Big pay-per-view match or uh, continued on Collision or whatever. And I like that Collision has its own core of guys that you see every week. That's another thing I've talked about with AEW is like a lot of the guys you'd see one week and then you wouldn't see for like weeks and stuff. But if you have a core group of guys, when you watch Collision, you know it's like it's Punk and Starks and Hobbs and uh, FTR and the Bullet Club Gold and, and Miro and Andrade and, and the uh, and the House of Black and then some other people here and there. But that's like the core guys. And I think that's important um, for a continuing show every week is like you have a core group of people that you see every week, even if they don't wrestle every week, they're involved some way every week. And I think that's, uh, that's important. But I was, cause the week before was not, I didn't really, I thought the third week of collision wasn't a good show, but um, it wasn't like a horrible show or anything. I just thought it wasn't particularly good, but uh, this one I thought was really good. And I like that we're going to continue CFTR versus Bullet Club Gold. That that was a good use because uh, when they do the non um, a non title match, it happens a lot in WWE over the years. When they would do non title match and a guy would beat the champion or or tag team would beat the champions, it would lead to nothing, and that just makes no sense. Um, Back in the day when they did non-title match, it meant if you beat the champions, then you got a title shot. And that's what this was. So uh, that makes sense, and I'm fine with that. When they just people just beat champions and it leads nowhere, it, it never makes any sense. Why would you even do that? And the commentary team's a big plus on Collision. I think Kevin Kelly and, um, Nigel. and Nigel are great together. Uh, I always... And um, someone who's followed like these guys, I really like that Nigel is there because he was in that whole group of guys that wrestled in Ring of Honor and on the Indies. But unfortunately, he never got the shot and then his health. He never got the shot to be fo to be showcased. He never had the platform to be on TV like uh, Brian Danielson and, uh, and Punk. And really Samoa Joe, even though it was on... He didn't get the level as the other two guys, but it's nice to see him in that mix. Even if he's not wrestling, I know he did an interview where they teased he might come back out of retirement to write, fight Daniel uh, Brian Danielson at some point, which 
now with the injury probably wouldn't happen anytime soon. But if that would happen someday, that would be awesome. But it still makes me happy that he's there anyway. He's part of that. And I feel the same way about Chris Hero apparently is uh, backstage working as a producer because he's also a guy that was part of that. And uh, even if he's not going to be an active guy, I think he does. He, that's a guy who deserves some kind of position in wrestling because he, you know, he's a guy who gave his body and was part of that whole group, but just never, you know, never got the chance anywhere. So yeah, I was I really like the show a lot. All right. So you want to do the raw report? I'll play the song. Oh, okay. But I agree with you. It's really I I really like that whole show. Wait a minute, after our two hours, our two hour wait, let's get to the raw report. No fucking history. Raw report. Boom, raw report. And this week, raw Monday Night Raw comes from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo was Geraldine there. Yeah, she should. Is she in the chat? She, she at least. Yeah, uh, I don't think oh, she is. Went. But this week, Raw kicks off with Finn Balor. Uh, we get a lot of Judgment Day this week. Um, a lot of Rhea Ripley. Uh, but Finn Balor is pacing in the ring, and he's got something to say. But. Um, before he can uh, say too much, because um, he wants Damien Priest, he wants to confront Damien Priest, but unfortunately, the Judgment Day's music hits. It's now <laughs> Real Ripley and Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Oh, yeah. I think he's taking Dutch Mantel's nickname. Um, I, I honestly like the nickname. Yeah. Yeah. So, I never thought I'd be a fan of him at all, but uh, he he deserves a lot of credit because he got his foot in the door because he's Rey Mysterio's son. Um, I was not into him at all. I can't say like he was like a bad wrestler. He's fine, but like uh, you'd see him and be like, oh my god. Um, and then uh, the heel the heel run, uh, I didn't even think that worked. But once they did the um, him going to prison and then running with that, even you spend like that stuff's gold. And uh, so. They did a right thing with him, and give him a credit. Give him credit to really improve and uh, become a, a fun, a great heel character. So, uh, kudos to uh, Dominic Mysterio. And I, I like uh, Dirty Dom. I think that I think it's a fun nickname. Mm-hmm. So Finn Balor, so Finn Balor basically says that uh, well, he hasn't got a problem with uh, Dirty Dom and Rhea Ripley, but uh, Damian Priest cost him the world title. And so he's got a problem with him, but Rhea Ripley will have none of it. She says, uh, let's go to the back and deal with our business backstage and not in front. Uh, so uh, I think basically, yeah, Rhea Ripley took charge and, and Finn Balor just kind of slumped away out of the ring and walked to the back. And uh, Rhea Ripley and, and Dominic stayed in the ring and... Um, looks like we're going to get a rematch. Well, it, at first, it looked like we were going to get a rematch of Dirty Dom versus Seth Freakin' Rollins. Um, but uh, we'll get to that. 
Um, but uh, Rollins comes out. Um, and, uh, I think Dominic. Um, Dominic do here. Um, says Dom Dom the Piperson. Yeah, he wants to see Judgment Day implode. Um, Rollins says this. He wants to see Judgment Day implode. But um, um, unfortunately, but Dominic tries to talk to the Buffalo crowd, just boos him unmercilessly. Um, but uh, <coughs> Dominic, so Roll, I think Rollins had a few things to say, but again, um, oh yeah, <laughs> Rollins came out eating buffalo wings. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, he was putting over buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. Um, so, um, who came out next? Uh, Drew McIntyre came out for his first match on Raw since I guess I guess he's resigned um, or he's working out his contract. I don't know, but uh, I don't know what uh, his status is. But he's back on Raw, and. Um, we, we did have that backstage segment after the commercial break with uh, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley and Dirty Dom. Um, again, Rhea Ripley is trying to um, take control of the whole Judgment Day. Um, so we'll get back to that. Next up, we got the first match of the night was a tag team match of Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle versus the Big Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Ludwig. Side. I'd like uh, to change my name to Ludwig. Ludwig. Um, anyway, um, believe me, I, I, I think it's just um, a matter of, I'm hoping it's a matter of time before Drew McIntyre just um, uh, turns on Riddle and beats the crap out of him because this is, unless Randy Orton comes back, um, I don't know, like, Drew McIntyre is just being wasted with Matt Riddle. Um, so anyway, I thought he was leaving. They easily took care of Imperium, um, and it looks like Giovanni Vinci is um, uh, he's on the outs with Gunther because I think he took the pin. Yeah, McIntyre hit the um, kick, uh, Claymore, and pinned uh, Ludwig. Uh, I mean, pinned uh, Giovanni Vinci. And uh, Gunther is not pleased. After the match, Gunther was not pleased. Um, so we get a second. I mean, this is the Raw has hardly begun, and we get another backstage segment with the Judgment Day um, with uh, Finn Balor saying that uh, he'd have again. He's saying he'd he'd be the world heavyweight champion if it wasn't for uh, Damian Priest. And Rhea Ripley still trying to calm him down. Uh, he's saying, saying uh, that um, I think Damian was there this time. He says, you're at, Rhea Ripley saying, well, you, you guys are acting like children. And really, Finn Balor kind of was. Uh, sulking and complaining and he kind of was acting like a child. Um, Anyway, um, Priest basically says, oh, you know, um, you got a problem with Rollins, take care of it. Um, I've still got the briefcase. So, 
Um, I don't know whether, like, believe me, this could go in, in many directions um, for, I guess, SummerSlam. Uh, it was really suggesting that Damian Priest was going to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase on Rollins or um, uh, Finn Balor if he, if he eventually be beats Rollins. Um, so this could go this could go in various directions um i didn't watch smackdown so i didn't watch this tribal court segment on friday so i don't know what happened there um yeah i heard it did like amazing quarter hour ratings like hmm. it was like the best in years hmm. well, maybe i should go back and try yeah it. i've not watched it myself but i've heard it did really well i'm not i don't really care about ratings but uh I guess it did like way bigger than anything has in, in forever. So that's, uh, I should, uh, it does make me interested to check it out. Yeah. They announced that um, they're bringing back Fastlane uh, as, a, as a. Hell yeah! I've been clamoring for the return of Fastlane! <laughs> October. It's in October in uh, Indianapolis. Like. You know, there's certain pay-per-views that do have, like, uh, like Halloween Havoc. You could bring... There's, like, stuff that has a cool name and, like, people remember. but Or King of the Ring or something. But, like, honestly, there's nothing nothing wrong with Fastlane. But is there seriously anyone in the world that's like, Man, why can't they bring back Fastlane? <laughs> like, it's just this totally generic name. You'd be better off just making something new, wouldn't you? So what happened? What happened to what happened to Kathy Kelly? Does anybody know what happened? Uh oh. She's, she's, no she's no longer the backstage announcer. A woman named Jackie is uh, a backstage announcer now on Raw, apparently. And um, returning to TV are the undisputed tag champs Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, really. Uh, You know, they were, I don't know, like, um, this was just kind of like a, a nothing promo between these two. Um, the only thing uh, of substance about it was that Rhea Ripley yet again <laughs> uh, interrupted them, um, along with Dominic. So one, like, I think that was the only, the only point of this segment was for Rhea Ripley to get even more television time. Um, so basically, they she says that any combination of the Judgment Day could beat them for the bag titles. So, considering that um, Rollins and Zane beat uh, the Usos, um, Usos, they need some new they need some new opponents. And wasn't one of the Usos? Uh, isn't he going for the world title? Like I said, I didn't watch SmackDown, so um, it certainly looks like one of the Usos is going to probably be Ray, be Roman's next opponent. Mm -hmm. I have Kathy Kelly. Dirt, uh, you want to hear it? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Kelly returned to WWE in 2022, effortlessly sliding back into <clears throat> conducting interviews on Monday nights before moving to the Blue Brand in June of 2023. So she's, oh, on she's on SmackDown. Oh, according to WWE.com. 
Well, I have to watch some SmackDown then. Anyway, we got a woman named Jackie on the show now. Um, okay. Okay. So um, we get uh, another match. We, we get uh, Seth Rollins versus Dirty Dom in a return match. This didn't last very long because um, uh, Dirty Dom, Rhea Ripley distracted Seth Rollins, allowing Dirty Dom to attack Seth Rollins. Um, and the battle, the battle goes over the um, barricade into the people, into the crowd. And that's when Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest attack Rollins. So it's basically a three-on-one assault with Dirty Dom making the save are Owens and Zayn. And basically it sets up a main event, uh, six-man tag, uh, which we get a lot of these in WWE recently. <laughs> a lot of six-man tags that uh, arise out of various brawls and all of that. So here's yet another one. Okay, <clears throat> so making making his return to uh, WWE Monday Night Raw was Logan Paul. And let's just say he didn't get uh, quite Bruce's the- hero. Um, Bruce has a back tattoo of Logan Paul. Yeah, his dick. <laughs> Sorry. So Ricochet makes his way to the ring. He's uh, uh, just real quick. I don't want to interrupt you, but Logan Paul thing. So like, I, I'll agree. Like he's a he's a for a guy that's got no you know hasn't trained really whatever. He's very talented. But the thing is, like, I still don't care at all about him because I you know I have no idea who he is beforehand, and like just the idea of a celebrity in wrestling does not like interest me unless, you know, unless I knew him beforehand or they're, I don't find him entertaining. Now that I'm not saying he's not, uh, doesn't do a good job and put it all, it's all in. He does, but that's so doesn't like most people though, in wrestling There's really, there's not like a whole bunch of guys that just suck today. So like a lot of guys, and if guys were given the shots, he was, they could do the same thing. Especially when you only have to wrestle twice a year or whatever. Uh, RVD always said this about Shane McMahon. If if RVD didn't have to wrestle, uh, you know, five times a week back at back in his prime, he could do all those dives that Shane McMahon did. But Shane did those things, and then he didn't have to wrestle again for the next year or six months or something. Uh, the same thing with Logan Paul. Like that first pay per view, he like really had injuries and stuff. He could do that and take time off. I'm not saying that that doesn't show integrity or balls or anything like that. But the, uh, another wrestler can't do that because they got to wrestle the next night on Raw and then go do house shows. So, I mean, he get you get special treatment. I get why he's a he's a name. I guess people are into. But for me personally, I have, don't really have any interest in the guy. <coughs> So Ricochet cuts a promo, and uh, he basically wants, he says he wants to be the highlight of the night, but he's here for one person in particular, Logan Paul, and as soon as he mentions Logan Paul's name, the crowd boos, and he's, (laughs) Ricochet basically says, yeah, I feel the same way. So he says, um, you know, 
what's over Logan Paul, but he says, you know, you jump me at money in the bank. Um, and, uh, uh, and so basically Ricochet calls out Logan Paul, um, and, uh, Logan Paul comes out for a face-to-face -face confrontation and yeah, um, this guy really does come across as like a geek. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, whenever, whenever he gets on the mic and starts talking, it is kind of like, you're a geek. <laughs> you know? um, so, and even, um, he says, uh, Ricochet looks like a little boy. He says, uh, he wants to make it quick because he wants to get out of this crap city, Buffalo. Um, he says, Ricochet is a human highlight reel. Um, trying to put over ricochet but uh and when he says when when i get in the ring with you it's fireworks um so on and so forth and so on and so forth but um basically ricochet um ricochet and logan paul get into it um perfect mid i mean logan paul yeah he, he goes from the you know, main event against roman reigns to mid card with ricochet that's fine Put him down in that part. Yeah, I think Sami Zayn's uh, really fallen off the edge of the world since. Uh, imagine how hot. Remember how hot he was at WrestleMania. People, you were arguing like he should be in the main event. Uh, I don't think anyone would be arguing that now. Like, man, he's really got a main event at WrestleMania. Now he's just like uh, just loses all the time. Well, um, we all get to that. <laughs> so anyway, this went on for far too long. Um, but I guess, I mean, like, they're probably paying Logan Paul a lot of money, so he gets a lot of TV time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I kind of tuned out halfway through this. Like, um, but like I said, I think Logan Paul versus Ricochet, like, uh, put him down in the mid-card. Um, and uh, uh, that's probably where he's best suited. Um, just keep him out of the main events. Um Next up, we get uh, Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark with Trish Stratus at ringside. This was uh, pretty good. Um, uh, Zoe Stark is a pretty, you know, um, really, she was like throwing throwing Becky around pretty good. Uh, uh, but um, I think this the, the finish came and um, Becky Lynch... Um, she got she got rolled up um, by uh, yeah she rolled up uh, got rolled up by Zoe Stark for the win. Um, uh, that's fine. I mean this feud will continue, and so um, Zoe Stark Zoe Stark gets the win. Uh, we get uh, a quick backstage segment with the baby faces in the main event, uh, and so next up. Uh, yeah, this was a fine mid-card comedy segment. Uh, the Alpha Academy graduation ceremony for Maxine Dupree. Um, Master Gable was uh, presenting um, was uh, presenting uh, Maxine um, as a graduate of uh, his teaching, I guess. But before before he could give. Um, 
before he could give, I think he was giving a jacket to Maxine Dupree. Um, the Viking Raiders um, youth, uh, come down to the ring, and while they're while they're distracting the Alpha Academy, uh, Valhalla sneaks up behind everybody and steals this jacket, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay, nice fine time waster between these three or these six people. Um, next up, we got, um, so we get this, uh, I, don't, I think this might have been a pre-tape or it could be right before the match. Um, we get a backstage segment with Shayna Baszler and Emma, um, which leads to a quick two, three minute match between these two. Um, basically, Shayna slaps on the carapu in the clutch and makes Emma tap out. At which point Ronda Rousey hit the ring, um, and so I think I think Shayna is back to being the heel, and Ronda is back to being the babyface. I couldn't really tell, but I think so. <laughs> is this a sign of Vince coming back when things just change from week to week? It certainly seems that way. It certainly seems that they've probably righted the ship at least for one week. Uh, there's a quick brawl between these two. Uh, Shayna tries to hit the Carafuna clutch on Ronda, but Ronda gets out, gets out, gets away. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see where this goes, and we'll see if, um, if, if Ronda is the heel next week. Uh, that's just probably going to continue. Um, so we get uh, highlights of... Um, confrontation between Cody and Brock Lesnar, followed by um, Cody, Cody uh, coming into the ring and basically saying that um, he wants to have a rubber match with Brock Lesnar, um, and, but Brock's not there tonight. So um, nothing really happens with uh, with Cody. He, um, like I said, he just basically it's almost like you know, the same segment over and over again. I want to fight Brock Lesnar, basically. Um, so next up, we get a no disqualification match between The Miz and Tommaso Ciampa. This was a hard-hitting match um, with um, uh, we get a surprise appearance by Bronson Reed. Um, since it's a no disqualification match, Bronson Reed attacks Tommaso Ciampa, drops him, gets the salami splash on Bron on Tommaso Ciampa, and basically Miz crawls over, uh, gets on top of Tommaso Ciampa, and the referee counts three. So it seems that the only way that the Miz is going to win a match on the in WWE right now is if someone helps him out. Otherwise, he loses. Um, so next up, we get um, tag champion, the women's tag champs, Liv Morgan and uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, they're confronted, they're, they're confronted by uh, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And um, I guess they're just going to observe the upcoming tag team match that uh, takes place next. It's uh, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance. 
And one thing mm. that I really haven't mentioned, but um, it's really kind of, well, it, it's kind of funny, is every time this, this, this female ring announcer announces Chelsea Green's name, she does it in a really kind of, it almost seems like a goofy way. But anyway, it's just because Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, again, another quick match. Um, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville win uh, uh, easily beat this, this NXT tag team. Um, That's how it sounds like. Um, Lexar is a big fan. Actually, I actually find it irritating the way she announced Really? It. I thought you loved everything in WWE. Uh, actually, like uh, it reminds me of Brandy Rhodes when she was a ring announcer. Damn, Name. And mm-hmm. she sounded different and in a funny way. He's like Kevin Owen. That the way it, it reminds me of her announcing Kevin Owens that way. Which oh, yeah. Also, also with uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser. She yeah, sounds yeah. so soft. And, and uh, Gunta. Gunta! Deisten, she, she doesn't should have announced that way. She just that's, the, that's how you should announce anyone from Germany. She She'd kept, be very angry. She keeps saying the winners of this match. Even though he's not from Germany. Bill and Chelsea Grigley. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, let's move on. Um so they they promote next week's uh next week's Raw. We're gonna get uh, Rob Lesnar coming back. We're going to get uh, a yet another Alpha Academy Viking Raiders match. Uh, in a Viking Rules match, whatever that is, we'll get a women's tag team match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez will take on Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Uh, we're going to get Matt Riddle in an intercontinental title match against Punta. Punta! Yeah. I think it's a non-title match with the rest of Imperium banned from ringside. So hopefully Gunta will uh, destroy uh, Riddle again. Uh, probably. So let's go to the main event. Six-man tag. Uh, the champions. Seth Freakin' Rollins and Owens and Zayn taking on the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dirty Dominic Mysterio. So this was another generic six-man tag. I mean, it, it's good wrestling, but like we've seen quite a few of these now. So, um, but uh, we actually got uh, Finn Finn Balor. Yeah. So you, uh, Sami Zayn is sort of a designated uh, um, fall guy here. He takes a coup de grace from Finn Balor and uh, eats the pin. And the winners are Judgment Day as Raw goes off the air. Um, again, just generic match um, by now because we've seen it so many times. Um, uh, okay, I mean, the wrestling was okay, but I thought there was one too many short matches this week. Like, like the backstage stuff seemed to take too much of an emphasis, particularly a, a little too much Judgment Day. Like, um, I mean, that's just that's just my that that kind of brought it down for me. Yeah, it was okay, kind of yeah, 
but really, I, I guess when you think about it, this was like a skippable raw. Um, they were just kind of like running in place. That was that was my my impression of Raw this week. Like they're just sort of killing time in these feuds. So um, that's kind of you know lackluster, I guess. And that is my Raw report this week. Raw report. Very good. Thank you. Stevie, 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 Stevie. Boom. Chelsea Green. Yeah, look at Chelsea Green. <laughs> we should make that the next thing on in your head, you know. Jackie Jones. There we're talking, yeah. <laughs> Incha. One inch biceps. <laughs> no, it's just incha. No oh, way. Yeah. She do no, that like good the... up. Yeah, incha. 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 All right. Let's get back to these questions. Very good. Stevie. Stephen Butler. The boots. Booty today. I don't know what that means, but it means good. Uh, Lexar wants to know, do you watch your step? I try to because I walk a lot, and uh, I do a lot of walking at night. And uh, you got to watch your step because you don't want to fall and break your ankle or something. I have fallen in my walks, especially at night. But I'm a tough bastard, so I just get up, boom. One time I walked into a moving train when I was walking down the tracks. I just kind of brushed it off. Got a little scratch on my arm, but it healed up. That's amazing. Don't anyone actually do that, walk into moving <laughs> trains. Lexar, Senator Chuck Schumer wants to investigate Logan Paul's energy drink. What does this mean? Prime? They say it has 200 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> it's, they said it's marketed to like 10-year-olds. And that's right. why he has a problem with it. Uh, but aren't they all marketed to kids? Like, because they, they get all well, these. How much, guy... how much caffeine's in this? Like Logan Holy Paul shit, is... I just noticed this thing I'm drinking. You got to be 18 to drink it. Yeah, that's what they want to do with the Prime. Bang energy drink, you got to be 18. If if they make you got to be 18 for bang, I guess I'm going to agree. What's, why, why does he get special treatment? Not intended for individuals under the age of 18. So if that's on this energy drink, the people of Bang, why, why, why should Logan Paul get special treatment? What the hell is in this now? I'm wondering. Bang is not the best thing. I don't know. I don't normally drink this. Someone gave it to me. They're trying to. What are they trying to do? Kill me? Trying to get me hooked on the Bang? What's in this heroin? Well, that probably wouldn't make you energy. Maybe cocaine. Potent brain and body fuel. I've got my flashlight here. Um, 
by the makers of the legendary Redline Energy products. Make no mistake, Bang is not your stereotypical high-sugar, life-sucking soda masquerading as an energy drink, high-sugar drink, spike blood sugar, producing metabolic mayhem, causing you to crash harder than test dummy in a brick wall. Power up with Bang's potent brain and body-rocking fuel, super creatine, caffeine, COQ10 and A and EAAs, essential amino acids. That COQ10 is like pretty. <laughs> That's what this does to me. Zero carbs, zero sugar, zero calories, no artificial colors. That's good. It's made in the USA! 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 So it's got to be good for you. The owner of that company is like a 60-year-old man who wears like yeah. the biggest gold chains you've ever seen and like rings on every finger. This and don't even tell you how much caffeine's in it. He's like a player. He has like 19-year-old girls hanging around him all the time. I, see, you're making him sound pretty badass to me. Yeah. The coolest Lamborghinis. Hell yeah. You, you gotta be 18 to bang the bang. Yeah. Boom! Time to bang the bang. You feel the bang? Alright. Yeah, I normally do not drink energy drinks. Just every once in a while I see a funky flavor. I'm like, I gotta try that. Mostly by Ghost. They make a lot of whacked out flavors. And then usually I'm disappointed. I'm like, oh, at least it just tastes really sweet like all the rest. But uh, someone bought me this. Actually, my mommy got it for me. Mama Jones is like, yeah, I'll drink it during the show. It does taste good. But just like anything... Probably one every every uh, once in a while is all right. But you don't want to make a habit of drinking the bang. This is like, uh, I don't know what... Well, it does make me curious what's in this. So you have to be 18. I don't touch... Yeah, I don't normally either. I do drink lots of black coffee, though. But, but there's a lot of health benefits to uh, the coffee. <sighs> they're saying that the massive amount of caffeine can cause heart problems in kids I think is what he Oh said. yeah like for a kid yeah. now when I say this I don't want people to take it the wrong way this was something that my grandmother's like grandmother used to tell her so this is like way back in the day. and you have to remember these are this is another generation but she used to tell me when she was a little kid her grandmother told her so this is in like the third the 20s maybe She's born in 1920. So this is either, well, she's a real little kid, so she was either 20s or the 30s. So it's a long time ago. And then her grandmother is from the 1800s. So, um, so, but the point was, she, she told me that her grandmother told her you, that little kids couldn't drink coffee because it would turn them black, which is a really a nutty thing to tell someone. <laughs> Um, 
Lexa. Is Faith Schiavone a swifey? Otherwise known as a Taylor Swift fan. I'm glad he added that because I started reading that. I was like, what in the hell is he asking? Is he asking some kind of... I I don't know what that means. Swifty. Oh, Swifty. Weird wife thing. Yeah, I was like, "What is a swifey? It's like a like a like a, some kind of like a, a wife that you swap around, or what?" I was like, "What in the like hell's happening here?" Japanese a swifty. Waifu. Yeah, Pepe, the same way. Uh, when I changed my diet a few years ago, I st- I originally drank the coffee with um, uh, I a little bit of almond milk, but the problem is like. <coughs> It would never get light at all. You'd have to put like loads of almond milk to get it light or even skim milk. And then I eventually just went totally black. And it took me a little while to get used to it. But once I get used to it, I love black coffee. And it's much like um, wine connoisseurs. They used to think, what a load of bullshit. They'd be like, it's got, a, you know, hints of... Uh, of uh, wood and all this other shit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's all bullshit. And you'd see this coffee and be like, this has tints of toasted caramel. And this has tints of baker's chocolate. And I'd be like, that's a bunch of shit. But once I started drinking it black, I can taste the difference between these coffees. So I became kind of a coffee snob. All flavor coffee is shit. If you drink it black, it just tastes like artificial shit. But, uh, so I'm not saying get like butterscotch flavored coffee and all that stuff. Cause honestly, to really bring that out, you have to add like, like you got to add sugar and cream. They like but, hose it down with like the flavoring shit on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, if it's in the bean, it's just like a lot of artificial stuff. There's, yeah. there are some exceptions like cinnamon. You can add cinnamon or something, uh, is good. But, uh, I, like if you actually put like ground cinnamon, ground cinnamon sticks, but just straight up coffee. No sugar, no creams. You, I can taste uh, the differences. I like a dark roast. Uh, no one cares what I'm talking about, but I don't care. I care. Uh, I like the darker coffee actually has less caffeine. I think people think the dark coffee is more caffeinated. But that's not true. A lighter roast has more caffeine but less flavor. I like uh, I like the richer, full-bodied flavor, so I prefer the, a very dark roast. And just black and very hot. I like my coffee very hot. That's why you'll see me drinking out of this because this closes to keep the heat inside. And I also carry a thermos with me when I'm out in Boston because I like to keep it as hot as possible. And uh, this will stay hot for many hours. It's still hot right now during the show. And um, uh, the canteen I bring around will stay hot for like... Something crazy, like 12 hours. It won't be super hot. 12 hours will still be hot, but it'll stay hot for hours, like very hot. And I like it so hot, it basically burns your tongue. My mom bought this uh, Dunkin' Donuts creamer one time, and she put it in a coffee, and it is too sweet. Well, that, would be, a, that would be a uh, yeah, a sweetened creamer. Now, but, she, um, like, now she like drinks coffee with a little bit of water and a little bit of milk in it. Yeah, I like mine very strong, but no, but no milk or creams of any kind. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so when I, uh, not that you know, my grandmother always drank hers black, and every once in a while I'd buy her a flavored coffee or something, and she would always say it doesn't taste like coffee, and I never understood what she's saying until I started drinking black coffee and got used to it. Now I totally get it because if I get like a 
like some kind of coffee with all these, you know, some like a cappuccino where it's like all this craziness. Not just the regular ca- unsweetened cappuccino, but one that's like out of machine or something. Yeah. Uh, or like some kind of flavored thing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, this does, this isn't really coffee. It's like a coffee esque drink. But anyway, just straight black coffee. I'm a big fan. I drink it. I, I probably drink more than I should, but I like. It. I live in a college town, so there's like 10 coffee shops here. So I have to have some vice. I stopped drinking and, and uh, you know, eating whole pizzas and all. So I got to have my black coffee. Got to have something. Black coffee and, uh, and go to the casino. All right. Bailey's, no, no, no Bailey's for me. No alcohols. Alrighty. Now it's time once again for everyone's favorite part of the show. Nikhil Callahan questions. I'm going to tap out here. because I got. Oh man, study. look at this. I got to go to work tomorrow. Alright, well good night. I'm a big fan of Nikhil. He's a good man. I put this on like strobe. What do you think? You like this the strobe lighting? It's changing yeah. as we go on. Good night, lightweights. Now, uh, Vic is an elderly man. Lexar, he's a young man, but he's a he's a he's a puss. So I'm gonna say. What happened there? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought you just left, but uh, you must have got disconnected briefly. Well, I'll stay on for a little bit because it is midnight. Oh no, you can take off if you want. I'm not gonna make funny. I know it's it's late for you. And all right. Okay, well, I'm going to miss you, Nikhil, unfortunately. All right. I, I appreciate that, though, because Nikhil is a good guy, and I think he people he sends in much better questions than this other shit I've been reading from from Lexar. Talking about Barney the Dinosaur shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> See ya. Half to three quarters of Nikhil's questions have something to do with wrestling. Right, right. CM Punk is showing good leadership backstage so far collision and seems to be taking seriously his role as locker room leader, according to PW Torch. Uh, the word from backstage at collision is that he is taking seriously uh, that this is his show and he's taking pride in putting the stamp on air product and uh, off-air vibe in the locker room thoughts. I agree 100%. Definitely has its own feel, the show. Um... For, there are people who uh, are distractors of uh, CM Punk, but the thing is, every top guy in the history of wrestling has people. There's distractors of Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and I'm I saying he's on those levels. Maybe not, but he's clearly a top guy. You can't keep saying this guy's a failure for people who don't like him. He's literally been on top of every promotion he's been in, with maybe the exception of of Impact, which is probably more to say about impact is uh he's a top guy in ring of honor on the indies top guy in wwe at a time when uh size was important and he rose to the top and uh you know had the belt for over a year so to say he's like this worthless dude and now he's uh, uh the top guy in, in aew and top merch seller uh he uh brings in uh people to pay-per-views and live shows uh He's clearly something people are interested in. And as far as um, locker room leader, 
Uh, there's a lot, like I said, there's people who are distractors. There's a lot of people who really stand by him. Uh, Darby Allen, FTR, uh, Andrade, a lot of these guys. And um, I say great. Uh, I'm a fan. I, I'm i a fan of AEW. I really do like both shows. But I will say Collision is more my kind of show. It's more a uh, wrestling style that I like overall. And I still like Dynamite. And I like that they're different. Um, if you're going to have two different shows, I think you keep keep them somewhat different. Otherwise, you know, you get you just the same thing over and over. But I'm a fan of his. I've been a fan of his for a long time, and uh, I like the show. Bully Ray says AEW is not playing to Keith Lee's strengths. Thoughts? Um, I mean, there's probably truth to that. Uh, the problem is they have so many guys. It's hard for to have... Uh, I don't think Keith Lee works as like a mid-card guy. So you could have him as a top guy, but you already have all these top guys. So what do you do with them? And I'm not making excuses because you probably should do something more with them. But um, at the same time, they didn't do with any what he didn't do anything in WWE either. Um, is it what to do with them, or is it Keith Lee? I don't know. The only place he really shined, I think, was in NXT. And uh, I'm not saying that's that's all on him, but I'm not saying it's all on the companies either. I don't know. As we've noted, WWE has had plans to reunite DIY on the main roster with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. The plan was for DIY to receive a push leading to a WWE SummerSlam match against undisputed WWE Tag Champs Owens and Zayn. Would you like to see this? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't think either guy's really taken off by themselves. Uh, they brought up Gargano and tried to give him a push, but I don't think it, it really caught on. Um, the first promo was good, but he I remember him on some of the pay-per-views. He come out and get no reaction. I'm a Tommaso Ciampa fan. Um, I didn't think his pairing with Miz made any sense, and they had nothing in common. So, uh, yeah, I would try to run with that. That is something that worked in the past, so I would say uh, try it out. Let's see here what's going on in the chat, these fine folks. Uh, oh, Colleen's telling everyone to stay cool. Well, thank you. Good night, Colleen. This is this is in your head after hours. O- only the real men could stay up this late, like me and Bruce and Pepe Potit. I slept all day until 15 minutes before the show. I don't sleep. I just stay up every day, all day. Just so I can do nothing but podcasting. (laughs) Kind of seems like it. I got up early and went to the farmer's market. And the scallop truck wasn't even there. I went to go buy some scallops. Not there, so I go home. I did an interview with Casper Van Dien. Pretty big actor. That'll be on Without Your Head soon. Uh, walked all around. I had my cheat day today, so I had some pizza. First time I had pizza in a while. But uh, you got to, uh, uh, for people out there, you have to have a cheat day. Keep You have to have something to, uh, you can eat well and, and stay healthy. I eat a lot of chicken, seafood, and a lot of vegetables. But yeah, it's good to have a cheat day. This is a real. This is a real basic little word of advice. 
that um, someone told me bef- when I was thinking about changing my diet. It was dietitian who I talked to only for about 5-10 minutes. And the one little piece of advice I took from her was if you eat, you know, burgers, pizza, and stuff all every day, and then one day you have a salad, it will not do any bit of good for you. The same is true in reverse. So if you eat very good, for the most part, all the time, and then one day you're like, hey, let's get some pizza, it ain't going to have an adverse effect on you. So that's something I thought about, and I, I took that advice. And, uh, you know, once a week or so, get myself some pizza or whatever. And uh, the other days you're eating good, it doesn't matter. Uh, a lot of people, oh, The Rock does that. I mean, that guy's working out way more than I'll ever do. But you see him, he does cheat days, and he'll get like eight pizzas. Uh, I'm not saying go eat eight pizzas, but um, let's see here. Who will be the fifth member of the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club at Blood of Guts? That's a good question. I think one of them's going to be, um, it's one of the uh, Japanese guys. I forget his name now. But that's who they really heavily hinted at joining with um, the Elite. Um, I don't know who's going to be the Blackpool Combat Club's uh, fifth guy. I'll be, it'll be interesting to find out. I was Punk would be good, but I don't think it's going to be Punk. On this day in WWE 10 years ago, <clears throat> the WWE Performance Center was open. Who were some of your favorite from the Performance Center? Some of the worst people that have been called up. Has it been a success? Well, it's definitely been a success. Um, well, I don't know. It's weird because a lot of the guys who actually came up through the performance center not like um because i think like Mo- was moxley actually in the performance center mox like the shield guys or were they there before the performance center uh well it's there weird to even say some of those guys ago. in the performance center because like seth there rollins like, uh, six or seven yeah, so they, they would have been pre-Performance Center, uh, Moxley and uh, Seth Rollins and Reigns. Um, that was, looking back, though, that's a huge, that's one of the most, honestly, one of the most successful factions ever in, in wrestling as far as uh, all three branched out of that into big stars. Where um, you're like, Evolution was like already big stars, you know, but Randy Orton came out of that, and Batista, but, you know, Triple H, and so that's really successful, too, but all three of the Shield came out of that, and if, and, like, if you would think this, this, uh, last 15, 10 years or whatever of wrestling without those three guys, like, I mean, Reigns, if you look at the, if you look at, like, a lot of the stuff, Reigns is, like, Legit, the biggest, um, like, I don't say star, but, like, the biggest draw in, like, the last 20. Like, a lot of his stuff is bigger than Cena's. People will look at just the actual ratings but not really know how to read them because the total number of viewers is bigger at different times. But that's, like, if you just look at that, it's kind of like a false equivalent because... 
not as many people are watching TV. So you gotta look at like the uh, where the show, shows are ranked. Um, not the total viewers because uh, Reigns, his quarter hours, uh, the percentage, the key demos, uh, the 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 people, uh, the the buildings they they bring in like big crowds. So it's a uh, it um. It's more nuanced than like this show had X amount of people watching and this show has less. Um, I have a list of top 10 performance center like people. It's oh, this like, is an interesting... Uh, real quick though, before we get to that, this yeah, is an interesting one. Chris Hero for uh, Combat Club 5th Man. I like that. The Return of the Kings of Wrestling. I'm totally down with that. Uh, I don't know what shape heroes in you know i don't mean anything because i know he has legit health issues so um but i would like to see that i think that'd be cool so uh who, who's the list uh it's braun Strowman and ricochet the, the, uh, i don't i were oscar's huge success says baron corbin no sasha banks yeah becky lynch so honestly, the women for sure are big success out of the performance center. Velveteen Dream, nice. No, unfortunately, that's Alexa a big Bliss. Yeah. Alistair Black. Mm, I wouldn't say success for WWE. And number one, Charlotte Flair. Definitely. Uh, yeah. If you look, really, the women's huge success for out of the performance center. Probably like all like the top women in the last ten years out of the performance center. Um Kurt Angle revealed Tomko was originally supposed to be part of the main event mafia, but departed from the promotion before he could join Angle, Kevin Nash, Booker T. Scott Steiner's thing. Thoughts and good fit. I mean, who cares? I mean, I hope the guy's doing well, but do I think that would have been like a big deal if Tomko was in there? No. I liked him with Christian. Yeah, it was just probably his best thing. <laughs> but uh, people talk about the main event mafia now. Like, this was, like, this all-time great, like, angle. But I remember it sucking. It was just like a group of WWE guys. Um, now, let me go through the names. Kurt Angle was a guy who went all out in Impact. That was a big, a big plus to Impact. Uh, Booker T, like, he really just went through the emotions uh, and, like, did not really try in, in Impact. Um, Sting was, I think Sting probably tried in Impact, but uh, I like him better now, honestly. But uh, I think I tried. Nash, he had some, like, funny bits, but not really a guy I thought was really, like, there to... And uh, Scott Steiner, probably the same way. I, I didn't really think anything of the main event. Even the name I thought was lame. I think it's a weird one. I think that's a thing that almost now it's like anything that ever happened in the past is considered classic. But it wasn't like, I, I don't remember anyone thinking this they, was like great stuff. They at dressed the time. up in like Italian Don suits and shit. In yeah, class. I thought. It's like, and like sometimes they'd wear like freaking roses, maybe. I don't know. I thought that it's whole. Too cliche. That whole era was really the beginning of what like took away everything that people liked about Impact. Because when TNA started, it had a legit buzz to it. On now, I'm not saying it was like this worldwide phenomenon, but it had um, it had passionate fans, 
and it was built around the core like AJ Styles and uh, Christopher Daniels, and then a little bit later Samoa Joe, uh, um, America's Most Wanted. It was like these guys, and then later on, it you they really like kind of kicked all those guys to the curb to real to focus on these ex WWE guys. And I'm not saying it's not good to bring those guys in because it is good to have a mix of your homegrown talent and name talent, but not to go where you you have all the new the name talent overshadow your your uh, homegrown talent. Um. Uh, honestly, I think that's something AEW does well, and I know people some people will disagree for some reason, but they'll call it all XWWE, but I think that's really ludicrous when you look at the show. I mean, MJF's not a WWE guy. The elites aren't WWE guys. There's a lot of the main guys were never in WWE. But you, to have you be a Jericho or something, is is it's good to have a mix of established names and your homegrown guys. But he has a different character too. Yeah, he uh, he's always a great guy, in my opinion, as a as a guide for people to look at on how to stay relevant and always change with the times. Yeah. Because uh, so many people, even though they're, I don't think like um, Randy Orton's a great wrestler, but he never changes, so he's very stale, and you like I don't care about him. But Jericho's been around even longer, but he always changes up a little bit, so it keeps you interested. And keeps you entertained. As noted earlier, it was reported by PW Insider via multiple sources that there was a backstage argument following last night's Raw main event, which saw the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio with WWE Women's World Champion Rhea Ripley defeat WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins and Undisputed Tag Champ Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in a six-man action. That incident evolved the match participants' thoughts. I don't really know enough about uh, this at all. So. so I don't know what they were fighting about. Um, if they were fighting about the match itself or what. So I, I just don't know enough about it to have one thought. When we, but you have a bunch of grow, you have a bunch of athletes and 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 entertainers. I mean, egos and stuff will get involved, and sometimes you'll get in arguments. It could be nothing. It could, I don't know. On this day in pro wrestling history, Bill Goldberg stuns the world by defeating Hollywood Hulk Hogan at the Georgia Dome on July 1998. Did you watch it and live and have memories? Absolutely did. I was, I was a big Goldberg fan. And at that time, I always uh, would record all the pay-per-views on VHS tape. And then during the Monday Night Wars, because you have to, if you were around, it's different now. If you looking back, if um, if you grew up like during that time, but if you were around before that time, it was really it was uh, groundbreaking because before the Monday Night Wars, you primarily saw squash matches on TV, and that was it. To see big stars against each other was you know really rare. You'd see it on Saturday night's main event, and that was basically it. Uh, besides pay-per-view. So when the when the Monday Night War started, every night, the, the squash matches really started to become the minority. It was almost all competitive matches. 
And so I would, uh, I'd have a VHS. How I would do it, I would record raw in my in in uh, my bedroom, and I'd watch Nitro on the on the big TV. And I would mm-hmm. usually have a VHS tape, yeah. and I would record You'd the match. Two different like TVs. Yeah, yeah, like, and to I get both. And I would record uh, the big matches on Nitro to keep. Because I was like, oh, man, you know, because I wasn't used to seeing, like, regular matches on TV. And so I remember record. I recorded that whole show because I was re- I looked forward to that as much as a pay-per-view. Goldberg versus Hogan. Uh, and I know people will say they, it was, they missed about not putting that in pay-per-view, and they probably did. But as a fan, that doesn't matter, which... That's a really weird thing because I see fans today who look at the at wrestling trying to be a businessman, which I don't really get because, like, if you're just watching as a fan, why would you bitch about, oh, these assholes, they didn't make me pay for this. I want to pay money for this. I don't want to see it for free. It's like, well, that's kind of stupid. When, all right, you're not the one making the money. Wouldn't you just like to see it? Yeah, like, back then, you'd be walking past the TV and you'd be like, holy shit. And yeah, like, exactly. It'd be like the most amazing thing, and that's why. Yeah, because I even saw people bitching. You get your uh, friends, like, hey, come on. Yeah, your call, your friends, whatever. Mm. And uh, I saw people bitching even recently, like, AEW, I can't believe they gave Joe and uh, Punk away on TV. And I'm thinking, like, okay, now, unless you're, unless you're like, a, a shareholder or something, why would you complain about that? You're basically saying... You idiots, I want to pay you $50 for this. I don't want to see it for free. It Dude, makes no sense. All of this list is all the different wrestling shows and all the different channels that you have to, like, it's like a web of shit if you don't want to pay for just cable. Right. You have to figure out some kind, like, all this shit I wrote down just to try to get it, like, the cheapest way. But right. They, they, they're fucking you. You can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now think about someone who's like, "Why aren't they putting this up for fifty dollars? I want to pay fifty dollars for this match. I don't want to see it on regular TV." It's like, well, it's, don't make the, unless you're the one collecting the money. Why would you bitch about it? I just want to turn on my TV and watch wrestling like I used to. Yeah, I used to watch everything I could. Uh, I'd watch a lot of local st- IWCCW, which. Uh, International World Class Championship Wrestling is like the longest name ever, and it, that but uh, that's where uh, Tommy Dreamer was before ECW and Tasmaniac before he's in ECW, and uh, the Boston Bad Boy. Then there was this guy who was like uh, he was, what was his name? Curly Joe. He was basically uh, Curly Joe from the Three Stooges, but as a wrestler, he's like this big, big giant fat bald dude. It's like really lame ass gimmick, but but I mean I like watch the, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd watch. I watch. Uh, I watch everything. Everything I could. I could get a a w. Uh, when I was a kid, a a w a. Really, kind of the dying days. But there was some good stuff even still at the tail end when I was watching it. One of my um, babysitters had like all the like pro wrestling. The '80s wrestling magazine, like the black and white, oh yeah, with, I had like the too, maroon yeah. cover. I don't know, pro wrestling something, but he had like all of them and yeah. like just like wrestling things 
recorded off of closed circuit television and all that stuff like in the 80s and so i was just like watching all of it it was so cool yeah my brother had all because uh older brother he's big wrestling so he'd have all the pwi magazines and stuff and he had old ones so i'd go read them um let's see here it was kevin nash's birthday favorite memories of big sexy um i know it's kind of blasphemy but i was never really a big nash fan um, I really like, I thought, I always thought he was the best with other people, like, uh, him and Nat, him and Hall together, I like, and I liked him as the, uh, bodyguard for Shawn Michaels, but I didn't really like the Diesel run by himself, but I would probably say NWO, that's probably my favorite stuff, him and, him and Hall together, and, and Hogan. I never saw him as a good wrestler at all. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I know people get mad at me or whatever. Yeah, I even thought he's kind of boring as a talker. I I really thought Hall was the best talker of the of uh, of the group. Well, Nash didn't give a shit most of the time, and you can yeah. tell. Yeah, just very like uh, too Be cool like, for yeah, school. Bro, kind of whatever, bro. Uh, thoughts on the Twitter war between Matt Hardy and Brian Last? I I don't know. I I really don't follow Twitter, so I don't know. I mean, I think Hardy should retire, but I could. Uh, one of the most like just obnoxious guys I think is Brian Last. Like he's just a guy, but he he's he's so like he's got s such a big ego for just just some fan who's like just because he's you know Jim Cornette's uh, co-host, but he acts like you know he's like done it all in wrestling. And it's like, well, this guy's he's not a wrestler or a booker or anything. Why does he? Why is his opinion so important? On this day in 2011, the Young Bucks requested and received their release from release from TNA, uh, where they worked as Generation Me. Did they make the right move? <laughs> yes, I, I believe uh, hi historically they made the right move. It was Adam Cole's birthday. Favorite memories of matching matches of Cole, baby. I'm a big fan of Adam Cole. Uh, I didn't think I would like the, because uh, it's an overdone gimmick, but I've really liked the pairing of him and MJF lately. I thought that's been entertaining. Now, I thought it would be like, oh, man, this uh, we've seen this so often where it's like the tag partners that are stuck together don't like each other. But I think they're going a, a little, a different route with this, which is fun, where uh, instead of like they're still fighting and you know when they're going to, when they're going to break up, it's, um, there's, it's slowly turning uh, Cole, Adam Cole uh, heel, which I think is I think is pretty funny. I like it. He's a bad influence on Cole. It's bringing out the heel. I like it. I, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe who knows where it'll go. But I assume you know we'll eventually get them just warring. But I like it so far. I might have asked you, but were you a fan of WCW's Natural Born Thrillers? Yes, I was actually. The uh, I mean, looking back, none of them are particularly good, but uh, well, no, the one guy I thought was X. Who's the one guy? He was he was with Roddy Piper for a little while. Um, God, what's his name? 
But like they had Horseshoe and Chuck Palumbo. And, uh, I mean, looking back, I don't know, but Natural Born Thrillers. And the change. Thinking of Mike Awesome in the Fat Chick Thriller. No, I don't know if he was ever part. Oh, so we had Chuck Palumbo. I mean, honestly, he's not really much there. Uh, Johnny the Bull, who I liked at the time, but I don't know. Mark Jindrak, just no personality. <laughs> Mike Sanders, who I did like. I was a fan. He's like above average Mike Sanders. I thought was a funny gimmick. <laughs> Reno. Eh. Sean O'Hare. Now that is a guy I think had all the potential in the world. Sean O'Hare. But uh um, looking. He gave he, Schnitzky a run for his money in in the face department. No, no, I know I think he's I don't and I I from understand like when um he was one of the guys Bischoff was going to build the company around, supposedly, when he was going to buy it. And uh, Sean had... Stasiak. Nah, that guy's weirdo. So, like, I liked it at the time, but, like, looking back, it probably wasn't particularly good. Um, I have a, I don't know where it is, but I have a Natural Born Thrillers hoodie that uh, the change man sent me once for my birthday. I need to get find it and wear it on the show sometime. Uh, it's probably way too big, but it'll be all right to wear on the show. There is a WWE house show in Wembley end of October. Should I go? Absolutely. Yeah. Live wrestling is always fun. I didn't know this. Brian Pillman Jr. is no longer listed on the AEW roster. If so, what are your favorite memories of Pillman Jr. in AEW? I mean, it's a guy they never used very well they used him like for like one week or so um uh real missed potential there especially right after the pillman dark side of the ring people really wanted to get behind him the the that uh that fact the the group that was pitiful um when they were the the blondes they were like high school kids. Like, come on, this—that was the gimmick, like out of the, the early '90s or something. Yeah, it was like really early Brian Pillman stuff, where he was wearing like the Cincinnati Bengals, like yeah, and it was stuff. It was so cheesy and out of place in modern wrestling. Like it, the only way that would have worked is if you went, if you would have presented them as heels, like they were such dorks, but they thought they were cool. Like that would have worked, but. That's not a gimmick for baby faces in modern day. Like Jim um, Cornette type heels. Like. Yeah. Uh, where uh, Impact Wrestling has announced that Designs Diener will replace the injured Steve Macklin. Who? I don't know any of these people. Who the fuck is the Designs Diener? That, that I thought that was like some like uh, like some brand or something. The designs Diener. I thought that's you were a wrestler. Dobbs Dean Maya. Well, maybe Dobbs Dean Maya will replace the injured Steve Macklin at Slammiversary, teaming with Impact Hall of Famer Bully Ray to face Scott Demore. Scott Demore, he like sixty. 
And a mystery partner with NHL legend Darren McCarty? Did he just make all this up? Scott Demore's wife is the first thing that comes up. Good lord. Yeah, isn't he doesn't he date like a trans which is fine. Oh, she's like yeah, she's like Asian looking. Yeah, I don't I have no thoughts on this. I have no thoughts on this whatsoever. Kurt Angle on Scott Demore again. I like Scott Demore, but even when I was watching, he wasn't wrestling. He, I think he was a retired wrestler when I was when he first was on, a on on Impact. That he, he he was the manager. Is he like a chubby guy with glasses? And like, yeah, he was the manager okay. of Team Canada. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh duh. Now he's wrestling. Like ago. twenty years later, he, he was a retired. He was a retired wrestler twenty years ago. Now he's wrestling. Kurt Angle on Christopher Daniels. He was always underutilized no matter where he went. Do you agree? Absolutely. 100%. Um, it's That's a real... If he would be in his prime right now, that's a guy that AEW would have been perfect for. I still think you could have done more with him even now, but, you know, he's he is an older guy. But, uh, yeah, never, never had the chance anywhere. Really talented in ring and also charismatic and a good talker. And a good gimmick, honestly. I hope AEW signs the Bollywood boys permanently. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell Incher I watched Casino for the first time Friday and loved it. See, he listens to me. You gotta love uh, Casino. The way to watch that movie is on two VHS set. Like yeah, yeah. Out, you have originally. to you gotta go switch the, the the tape over. Yeah. Also, I don't message Jack to say, "Well done." <laughs> I've been tricking OAB. My questions are one hundred percent legit. I know, of course. Interest us. He's a conspiracy theorist like Tazo. I think. If WrestleMania was in London, uh, would you come over from the Headyverse? Who would come over? Well, I would like to come over for the AEW show, but it's just time-wise, it's bad because I'll be going uh, to LA. Um, it would all depend on, uh, you know, uh, money-wise, like the flights and the tickets. How much is this? If it's costing like five grand, like not probably many people is going to do it, but. I think, um, because I mentioned this before, but it's actually not bad, the flights for me, from where I am to London. It's about the same as going to Dallas, which is weird. But um, tickets to WrestleMania are very, very expensive. Um, CM Punk once joked about fighting the Young Bucks in UFC. During a Q&A session in July 2015, Punk humorously mentioned that since no suitable opponent has been finalized, he jokingly suggested that he might might end up competing against Colt Cabana or the former AEW World Tag Champions Young Bucks. So he was talking about fighting the Bucks even in 2015? I wonder how, how far back like their rivalry goes. Whoa! A mouse just uh, ran down my uh, over here. It's really weird because it's pretty warm outside. 
Uh, all I watch from WWE is the Bloodline segments. If they appear on SmackDown, Roman Reigns, I don't even watch the pay-per-views now. Interest is very low, thoughts. Well, I mean, I'm in the same boat, and I've always said I watch the pay-per-views, but, I mean, I haven't watched the last several pay-per-views. I didn't ever watch Money in the Bank. I didn't watch uh, whatever was in... Saudi Arabia. I don't think... Wasn't there another one in England not too long ago? I didn't watch that either. I don't know. I, um, people, there's All those old guys say, like, uh, the wrestling fans will just watch no matter what, but that's not true. I mean, as we were talking about earlier, I've, I used to watch everything I could find, and then at one point, um, TNA, I didn't... Uh, I stopped liking it, so I stopped watching it, and I never watched it since. It's been, like, Many years now. I want to say like almost ten years. Whenever the um, whenever the uh, aces and eights was around, I stopped watching. That's been a long time, and uh, I stopped watching WWE TV. It was like four or five years ago, and I watched it my whole life, and I don't miss it. I, I don't even watch all the the uh, the uh, Bloodline stuff, but I'll watch every once in a while like some YouTube clips because I do like that. And usually when I watch your papers, I like them. But when you don't watch a TV, it's like you're not really, you're not invested in the story. So it's like just watching matches for the sake of matches isn't that interesting. So the point is like you you can't count on wrestling fans just always watching it. Um, it's like if they don't develop the characters enough for me to care about it, why should I waste my time? Like, if they don't care enough about my time to like. Yeah, I mean specifically for WWE, like uh, you you'd get the crowd would get behind people, and I'd get excited for them, and then like they'd if they weren't gonna push a guy, they just normally would never push him. It was very rare that a guy, the crowd would get behind somebody and they would still go, they would just go with them if they didn't already want to. Like Daniel Bryan's like one of the few people. And so like after a while, you just like, like it wasn't even fun because like uh, Miro would get, uh, Rusev would get like super over and like he was one of my favorites. And then like they just make him into an idiot. And after a while, it's like, why am I even watching this? Like even guys, you... I mean, back back in the '90s, they would want Mark Merrow and Mark Henry to be the top guys. But when the crowd starts getting behind Stone Cold, and they get behind McFoley, and uh, they get behind Triple H, they get behind these different guys. They would go with them because it was like, oh well, yeah, we we see Mark Merrow as, as a top guy, but he's just not getting over. But they're getting behind these other guys. Let's go with it. And uh, for the most part, they don't really do that anymore. They push, push, push these guys that they see, which sometimes that will work. A Roman Reigns, they pushed, they wanted him as the top guy. And it didn't really work at first. I never disliked him, but he just never, he wasn't over. And then the heel turn, and then, you know, magic happened eventually. But then other people like, uh, you know, Barrett Corbin, they will push forever. And eventually, maybe they've given up on now, but it's like, you know, you don't care about the dude, and they just keep and pushing just and pushing. Got sent down to NXT. Yeah, and Sami Zayn, a guy that was legit the most over guy in wrestling for so a while. Stupid. Yeah, and they just 
they went like they gave him like some TV time, but didn't even ever give him like the a main event on a show, like a pay per view, and and now he's just a guy, he's just losing and just not, nothing, and that, that's the kind of stuff that makes me lose interest. Um, I watch a lot of old WCW Nitro Thunder and SmackDown Raws from WWE. I find it very sad the amount of wrestlers I saw who have sadly passed away. People like Crash Holly, Sean O'Hare, Chris Canyon uh, were great. It's interesting you mentioned that because I was talking to someone just today. Because uh, next year's 20 years we've been doing the sh- doing uh, podcasting and that's weird for me to think about for lots of reasons. Like I said, I was in my 20s when I started. Um... And also, even like when we play the intro here and I'm sitting here watching it and I'll see all these names pop up and as myself is, is getting older um, and I'll see all these names pop up, Harley Race, we've had on the show, Ox Baker, uh, Paul Bear, and it's like, wow, these guys aren't here anymore. And then on my horror show, uh, Ben Chapman played Creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, Angus Grimm, uh, the tall man. So we've had a lot of people on the show. I don't know if a lot of those guys are older, but you know, they're no longer here. It is a weird thing as you get older, Nikhil, and any everyone out there that unfortunately is not something you. Uh, it's just part of life. So it's a uh, it's a weird thing, but it does uh, make me proud that we've been doing. I joke sometimes we just wasted everyone's time doing the show, but um, it's nice that. We get to talk to these guys, and I know you can listen to interviews and interviews with most of them other places. But it's nice that they're saved forever, and people can go check them out. Um, OIB, shall I get the AEW game? Not played a wrestling game for many years. I think you should. Yeah, I, I'm still on the fence about it. From what I understand, eventually they put out a version where it's got all the, the downloadable stuff. So if that's true, I'll, I'll get it at some point. Heat and Casino came out the same year. Which one do you prefer? Uh, uh, Casino by a lot by me. Uh, I think Heat's actually kind of under overrated. Which one has Val Kilmer in it? Heat. It must be Heat, yeah. I'm not as nearly as familiar with Heat. That one's a double uh, cassette, too. Is it? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Casino, I think, is great. I'm a big fan. I finished The Usual Suspects. What a film. MJF's devil quote is from that movie. Have you seen it? Of course. Kaiser so say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, that was it for Nikhil's question. Thank you, Nikhil. Alexa, Bruce Briscoe said he stopped having sex in the middle of having sex. Stopped. No, that's me. <laughs> oh, oh, he. Well, Bruce said he stopped having. Now, if you were going to stop having sex, it would be why you were having sex. Yes. It wouldn't be like I stopped having sex while I was, you know, microwaving popcorn. That wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, and no, yeah, but that was. It's not like I have sex a lot, so it's like. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag. It's uh-huh. just like a shithead thing to do. With a girl who doesn't want to have a family with. Had <sighs> he got the girl pregnant, will he step up and be a dad or deny it is his child? What the hell? Wow. 
Wow, that's deep, Plexar. Also, it was the case by case basis, I guess. <laughs> also, was the girl hot? Uh, usually when they're, oh my God, if they're walkout <laughs> material, probably not. Uh, was she probably cute? more of a insane clown posse type situation? <laughs> was she cute? Uh, yeah. Was yeah. she a nerd? Probably. And was she a whore? What the hell? No, they're all good girls. I was the whore. There you go. Tony Obasta! If you had to use pudding or jello as lube, which one would you use and why? Why well, I think the only really obvious one is pudding. I don't think jello would be a very good lube. But pudding could look too much like shit. So it might not, be... a, not if you use vanilla. Yeah, true. Or pistachio. Unless some shit got in the vanilla, then it turned brown anyway. So if you're using anal lube, yeah. <laughs> But I think Jello would just kind of flop and and fly out. It wouldn't like really like, like coat anything. Smaller chunks. Yeah, then it would just fall on the ground. I don't think you don't. Yeah, unless you unless you use the Jello before it gets like completely solid. I I think jig putting jiggler, I, one of those <laughs> jigglers. Watch it jiggle. But I, I think the obvious answer is 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 Jello. I mean, is a pudding. pudding. But not, I was thinking pistachio, but not pistachio because that's little bits of nuts. I think that would probably be painful for both parties. Like a pudding pop up your ass? Right. If it's the right form. There you go. And then if it, and then if it, you know, if it, if it gets stuck, you just wait for it to melt and then you're all good. <laughs> nice. Uh, Steven, Tyler Stevens would interwalk a mile of train track for the last dig dug arcade cabinet on earth. I'll answer for him. Absolutely. And Pepe Potit says uh, he's a big fan of strawberry jello as a lubricant. Little red action on the. Yeah. yeah. A little ho horror esque. Does Interestill Power Goat want out with his squatty potty? Interesting. We haven't had a squatty potty update for quite a while. Has Intra ever found a foreign object in the Wendy's bathroom? Like a steel chair? Do you remember this, Bruce? Um, there was a short time in WCW where they couldn't say the name foreign object anymore because they it was like somehow racist to say foreign. Oh so they had to God. call it international object. It was so ridiculous because it wasn't foreign object as if they it was like from another country. Even more to the term they're trying to get away from <laughs> by making it like that. It didn't even make any sense. That's stupid. I uh, like. I worked with some dudes, like some ghetto people, like guys who were like into drugs mm -hmm. one time, and we. This guy's like, "Stop at this Popeyes chicken." And he went into the bathroom and he was hiding drugs underneath the like toilet seat. He'd like tape them on and like my, f yeah. So there's stuff going down in bathrooms. Anyway, yeah, it's my bathroom story. All right. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tyler Stevens, what is the Arby's logo? Intra sees it as a as like a throbbing cock. But I think I think honestly people will see what they want. It's like the Rorschach test. So I think that's with Intra. He just sees cock and everything because he's got cock on the brain. Because I don't really I don't when I see it, I do not think, oh man, that's a raging penis. It's supposed it's supposed to be a hat. Let me pull it up. Not my penis, the Arby's logo. Oh, let's see. Save. I actually dated two girls who worked at Arby's at the time that I started dating them. It's a good place to pick up women. Did did you did they say that the logo was a penis? You know, as a matter of fact, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I ever heard them say. That. And like the bottoms, like the balls. I guess of. that's a really short penis. <laughs> I don't know. That's like uh, you're getting like a very strange. I don't know. I don't see penis there. So interest like this is like the 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 tip of the penis, but it's like all like it's just like a head with no shaft. I wouldn't be proud if that was your penis. It'd be like this short like I don't know. Maybe that's what interest penis looks like. I don't know. Just rotate it like forty five degrees and it be easier to read it as a penis visually yeah so anyone out there let, let us know do, do you think the arby's uh arby's logo is a penis a hat or what i'll morph a penis over it and then post it <laughs> <laughs> wendy's logo says mom on it well, that's that's nice i've heard of yeah it's like on the tie or something Uh, uh, here's breaking news. Uh, EC3 has relinquished the national title and is going after Tyrus's world title. Hot damn, does that make me excited? EC3 versus Titus. Hell yeah. Two of my favorites. Alright. Let's see. Oh, apparently Okada is coming to, uh, back to AEW. Let's see here. I know I had something in here. Oh, here we go. So people also somehow, uh, the questions thing also became a chat. So we also have some chat questions here. So, uh, join the group, Facebook group. All you and if if you're not a social media guy, you can email the questions to me at iyhwrestling at gmail.com. And also please uh, like this, hit the like button, share it with all your buddies, subscribe, and if you can, and you you know you know don't um, if you don't have the money, but if you'd like to help support the show, it is very much appreciated to uh, help cover the cost. And there's a lot of cool little perks. Get little cute emojis. Jackie Jones archives and unedited 
remastered copies of the original episodes of In Your Head. And if you're up for it, you can become an In Your Head producer, which is very cool. I'm actually going to make a little animation for our producers, including Mr. Bruce here. Are we supposed to put the questions here now? That was from Vic. Does Vic's question count as a question? From Tyler. Uh, let's see. Where the conspiracies at? Jonathan Jackson wants to know. What happened to Jackson? Why isn't he around? Is he off on some shady business, you think? Jacob. Who's Jacob? That's a new guy. Alex Jones has confirmed that the government is turning the freaking frogs gay. Ah! Tyler, did Benoit do it? Do what? Nicholas wants to know, how's Ruby Soho doing? Doing pretty good. She's in the tournament. Vic, is Val Venus right about the lizard people? Now, if you talk about this stuff and have fun, that's totally cool. But if you're a grown man and you're thinking people are lizards, I mean, come on. Man. Dude, Tyler. I'm sorry. Show me one. I want to see a lizard. Yeah, yeah. Capture. Uh, I want to say capture people, but I mean, come on. Tyler, who is the heady, who in the heady verse is actually a lizard person? Maybe Tazo. Maybe all this can, he's trying to protect himself by talking about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like everyone else is lizards, but he's the real lizard. I saw a zipper on the back of his neck. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. It was, oh my God. It was not a necklace, it was a zipper. Oh my God. El Santo's world is intro a lizard. That, that maybe that's why he's not here. He's on lizard business. Or he's getting his human suit uh, fixed. I don't trust that Jackson fellow. I'm with you. He could be a lizard. That's why he always has that mask on. Oh, my God. Is that why people still wear their mask? Covering up the... He's covering up the lizard Is that why people yell at me in stores to take off my mask because I don't need it anymore? Take it off. And I'm like, it's already on. I don't want to put... Take it I'll off. be honest. When I was wearing a mask, I never got a cold or anything. I don't. Yeah, it's stupid bullshit. Don't tell me what to fucking do. El, ah. Sa- El Santo's world. What wrestler is most likely to be a lizard? That's an interesting one. Jake the Snake Roberts. If you identify as a li- there's a lot of lizard related questions. If you identify as a lizard person, would you not be socially acceptable? That's the thing. We should be more tolerant of lizard people. Then they wouldn't have to hide as humans. If Val Venus accused you of being a lizard person, how would you react? I'd pr- I would laugh, and I'd it would be all over the show, all over the social media. I it would it would make my day. Who is the better lizard person, Doctor Connors from Spider Man? Or Sergeant Stendanko from Cheech and Chong's Nice oh, Dreams. Oh, definitely Sergeant Stendanko. Yeah, that's a good movie. He slowly turns into an iguana. Yeah. Is that the one that has um, 
uh, hamburger. Uh, uh, yeah, Paul Rubens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hamburger train. Hamburger. Steve, if a stripper was a lizard person, would Lexar still pay her for a lap dance? I, I mean, obviously. Lizard as long as she was a woman. Pussy. Yeah, he'd be like, as long as she's a woman, I want to be, I'll, I'll bet, I'll, I'll jizz in my pants for a lizard, but as I won't be gay. Just lay her face up in the sun so her cold-blooded <laughs> parts will get warm. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be that enjoyable because it would be, like, cold. <laughs> Is it appropriate to say you have to drain the lizard in front of <laughs> lizard people? It's very true. You don't, want to, you don't want to be offensive to lizard people. If you were a lizard person, what kind of lizard would you be? Oh, wow. That's interesting. Luchasaurus. Oh, yes. Good man. That's not even a mask. That's just his face. I thought he's wearing a mask all the time. He's, he's hiding in plain sight. Uh, how many lizards does it take to change a light bulb? That's from Faith. I want to see a lizard change the light bulb with its tail. Or its tongue. Oh, definitely. If a Lexaring lizard, Lexard Lexar, doing a lapper on laxatives... Would that be the greatest lap dance ever? And would you be intrigued? Hell yeah. This, it's finally a moment I'd be intrigued. It's a lot of L's. With laxatives, there'd be shit everywhere. Yeah, we don't we don't want it. What's that? Like Bob Saget is in a movie and someone puts shit all over the walls and he's like, there's shit everywhere. Shit everywhere. <laughs> good old Bob Saget. Rest in Rest peace, in Mr. Peace, yeah. Saget. He's a good dude. Alright, what's going on here? All right. Well, that was a good show. Next week, we're probably going to have some uh, a folk or two for uh, the uh, New England Fan Fest and Hall of Fame. That'll be fun time. I may actually be recording an interview or two as well from that to uh, post throughout the week. So make sure you subscribe here. The interviews will always be uh, free up here, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, the Jackie Jones shows will be free when they're live, and then I put the archives uh, in the Hediverse members, so uh, and, and they're on the first tier, so uh, you can listen to them. I'll probably, when I'm home on Saturdays, which isn't always, but if I'm home Saturday, I'll do a collision post-show. Um, if I'm home tomorrow night, I might do one after Dynamite. We'll see. I enjoy doing these. I hope people dig them. They seem to be doing well. And I'll be back next Tuesday for In Your Head. I believe uh, Inchman will be back. So that'll be good. And anything else, Mr. Bruce? No. No. 
Why, had a fun time. I had a fun time too. I appreciate you being here. Yes. Here's a I'm little glimpse. This is a glimpse from Psycho Ape One, Kansas Bowling, and, and the Psycho Ape. So I will be producing Psycho Ape Two in August. Uh, Kansas Bowling also directed a movie I'm in. She's very cool. Friends with her. So I'll be out there for like a week. Possibly 10 days if I... We'll, we'll figure out. But at least a week. So uh, the end of August, I probably won't be on the show for a week or two. But I'll be back. All right, folks. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for watching. I love every member of the Headyverse. Even Patrick Howe. No, he's Mr. a good guy. <laughs> so well, he's a little socially awkward, but we we like him. All right, let's get out of here. Bye. I got. I'll read. I got to do the new outro for uh, the new Headyverse members. I'll do that before next week. Bye. Bye. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre good. He could fight, drink, 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 and fight, fight, fight. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre could drink, and he could fight, drink, 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 and fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre was great. He was not bad, a great big captain, a great big man. Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not small, no, no, no. Andre could drink, and he could fight. Drink, 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 and fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. From Grenoble, France. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you've been doing over there. <laughs> this is this is like when you see an MCU movie. Like you gotta stay after the credits because you don't know what's gonna happen. Here's the after credits segment in your head. This is what Bruce is doing off the show. As soon as the show's over, he starts burning up his uh, stuffed animals. Whoa! Like a, oh, this is like a cookie cutter. Okay, like, like a, a, a gun. Yeah. yeah. I, at first, I thought it was some kind of S and M thing, but I don't know. I was trying to get a good angle on it. <laughs> Here's Elmo. Kill me. <laughs> this, this is the new limited edition Kill Me Elmo. <laughs> Burn me Elmo. Alright, I'm getting the hell out of here before Bruce starts burning me. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>